What's going on, my fellow A-plusers? Welcome back to a brand new episode of A-plus More Phenomenal, your weekly stop for your Power Rangers and Super Sentai review and news right here on our YouTube page, A-plus Opinions. As always, guys, it is I, your More Phenomenal host, Adam Perez. We are, in fact, back with a brand new episode. Way to kick off this weekend, guys. I'm really pumped. We've got a stacked, and I mean stacked, episode of A-plus More Phenomenal for you guys today. Not only are we going to be getting into Beast Morphers episode number 17. We're also going to be getting into the newest issue of Go Go Power Rangers issue number 25 that just dropped this past week. Um, and we've got a couple of information, some news in regards to Legacy Wars, some lightning collection stuff for you guys, and of course, your viewer questions at the end of the episode. How do you submit your live viewer questions to be answered on air? Quite simple, guys. Go to our YouTube page. If you click on the community tab, we do have a post that's up there for you guys to go ahead and submit your particular questions that we will get to towards the end of this episode guys so certainly feel free to participate um, in the community tab or if you're joining us in our live chat thank you very much guys for certainly popping in feel free to uh, submit your comments questions whatever the case may be throughout this particular show and we'll kind of go back and forth through the live chat to kind of jump in with you guys in regards to uh, some of the discussions here a couple people are already already in the live chat we've got if you love bacon and sushi clap your hands I certainly do um austin the terminator uh austin certainly in the house mr porter as always coming through jb says what's popping in here tony robinson doomsday zachary edward sanchez productions mr day one ish right there um so thank you each and every one of you guys for certainly popping in and sailor sailor the familiar face as always coming through guys so hey anybody brand new that winds up popping in during this live chat that i don't get to feel free to go ahead and make them feel very warm and welcome uh, to uh, A plus more phenomenal guys in there. Um, I hope you guys have had an awesome week so far. Um, you know, I, for the most part, I certainly have. Real Soldier kicked off really fantastically for me on Monday. Um, I wind up getting the opportunity to read Go Go Power Rangers issue number 26. Um, that was actually a pretty good read this week. We'll go ahead and break that down. And of course, now rounding off the beginning of my week with a brand new episode of Beast Morphers, it's not a, not a bad week to be a Power Ranger fan. Not a bad week to be a Power Ranger fan, to be quite honest with you guys um so i certainly hope that you guys are having an awesome awesome uh week so far um and doomsday real quick says hey adam yesterday was my 15th birthday happy birthday to you doomsday happy birthday to you man um you know i do have the voice of an angel but i really don't want to uh break anybody's eardrums uh from trying to sing you happy birthday today so Happy birthday, Doomsday. I certainly hope you had an awesome one, man. Um, so yeah, so uh, I certainly enjoy that. Now, hopefully, hopefully, even though your birthday was yesterday, I'm certainly hoping that they still manage to do something for you, at least maybe take you out uh, for this weekend as well. But thank you very much for spending your time uh, joining us today, guys. But um, listen, real quick thing of business before we go ahead and get into this review for you guys. Um, if you haven't followed us on social media, please go ahead and do so. Um, you can go ahead right here. Find us at A Plus Opinions. We're on Facebook, Twitter, as well as Instagram, guys. And of course, go ahead and subscribe to us here on YouTube. Click that subscribe button and also that bell notification so that and when we do go live or drop a brand new video, you guys will certainly be notified. So let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. Um, oh, real quick. Edward Sanchez Production says the new season of Toys uh, That Made Us is on Netflix and they have an episode devoted strictly to Power Rangers. Um, I think this might be what season two, season three of uh, the Toys That Made Us. Um, 
I haven't watched this season yet. The first season that I did watch, though, was very uh, He-Man oriented. Um, I think there was another one I watched for G.I. Joe and Transformers. Um, but they do have a brand new episode about Power Rangers and Power Ranger toys. And let me tell you something real quick, man. I love me some Power Ranger toys. At least growing up as a kid, when Mighty Morphin Power Rangers first dropped, I had my parents uh, uh, running around town trying to find me a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger toy. And if you guys weren't alive back in the 90s, or maybe if you guys don't recall just how crazy it was to try and find a Power Ranger toy, it was ridiculous. Like people would be fighting each other in store. It was like, it was like Black Friday, every day trying to find a Power Ranger toy for some people. So, um, you know, even though I asked for uh, a Jason, the Red Ranger, Mighty Morphin Power Ranger figure, they could not find it. It was sold out, but they were nice enough at least to get me Billy. Like, I'm assuming Billy was like the leftovers or whatever, but they, they did manage to get me Billy. So I was at least thrilled that I managed to get some sort of Power Ranger toy. It had the cool little, um, um, it had the, like the, 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 the laser gun with it. Um, you could articulate the fingers, the knees, even like the ankle joints and things like that. Really great stuff. So um, I'm definitely going to have to go ahead and watch that episode. But again, guys, it's on Netflix. The show is called The Toys That Made Us. And in the current season, they have a, an episode devoted to strictly Power Ranger toys. Um, I'm assuming it's carrying from the very beginning all the way up to Hasbro's acquisition of Power Rangers. But maybe I'm wrong. I'll have to go ahead and check out that episode. Uh, but thank you very much, JB, uh, JB, for bringing that to our attention. Oh, excuse me, Edward Sanchez for bringing that to our attention. So guys, go ahead and check it out and really relive just the crazy craziness and insanity that once was Power Ranger toys and probably still is but when Mighty Morphin Power Rangers came out it was like at its peak at its peak old ladies were pushing each other over just to get their hands on a Power Ranger toy so definitely worth a watch guys so thank you very much Edward for bringing that up um, but guys let's go ahead and get into it man let's get into some Beast Morphers episode number 17 for you guys today as I give you guys my thoughts on this week's episode and if I could be honest with you this episode was just okay to me um, it was just okay. Um, it didn't really, I don't want to say it had expectations going to this episode. I really didn't. I didn't know certainly what to expect, but I think I was just hoping for a little bit more than what we wind up getting here this week. Um, but still some, you know, some parts I certainly enjoyed. So this episode was called Ranger Reveal. Uh, and immediately once I think to, once I see that title, I'm like, uh-oh, is this the episode that Mayor, Mayor Daniels finds out about, uh, finds out, finds out about Devin? Not not so much. Not so much. Um, this episode, though, does get the opportunity to see Zoe at the forefront of this episode, along with her mom, who actually returns in this episode and has a pretty pivotal role to certainly play. I can't remember what her mom's name is. Mallory Millery. I can't remember. I, I think it's like Mallory. Um, but Zoe's mom is in here. Uh, we actually start off this week's episode at the Channel 10 news station where she certainly works. We've got a ton of fans outside. Everybody's really hyped to see um, the star Nikki Rev, who's um, in town, to go ahead and promote her movie that Zoe and Nate actually saw, Revenge of the Hydro Worm, if I'm not mistaken. So Nikki Rev is certainly in town, and she's got a ton of fans that are out there certainly waiting to see her, uh, really excited. But unfortunately, Zoe's mom gets a call from uh, from uh, Nikki saying she's not able to make it, which we come to find out she was actually hoarded by like fans at the airport, missed her ride wasn't able to make it to the news station on time so nikki winds up actually canceling the interview that she has scheduled in the beginning of this episode 
So once everybody unfortunately gets the bad news, what makes it even worse news is Havargoyle actually pops up here to go ahead and attack the news station. Um, I'm assuming really to just kind of get the ranger sort of attention and also use his um, his brand new abilities that Evox has now officially given him with the uh, Beast Morpher powers now intact. Now that they've acquired the um, the Gorilla uh, powers, the Jackrabbit, and the Cheetah Speed, um, they're trying to see what Vargoyle is able to do with these new abilities, and for the most part, he's able to really handle the Power Rangers relatively well, um, but I'm a little bit bummed at the idea that we give this guy brand new powers, and now you're telling me it's got to be reliant on more Morph X? So now we've gone, we've gone through this whole entire thing where we've acquired all these abilities over the past couple episodes, and now he can only use it for like five minutes because his power's drained? Uh, it didn't make a little it didn't make any sense to me quite honestly like if you acquired the powers you should be able to tune into them or activate them at any particular point in time um but now unfortunately uh he's got he's got to rely on morph x in order to use those abilities but in the process of this fight with the rangers it actually winds up knocking the camera out of uh, one of the cameraman's hands and it as it winds up falling down onto the ground um it's actually recording the Rangers morphing um, pretty much in public sort of thing. It, the, the, the camera has captured the secret identities of the Ranger. And after the battle, the cameraman and even even Zoe's mom comes out to realize that the camera's been on this entire time. And even though the memory card is, in fact, damaged, he's going to go ahead and try and fix it and see if he can have it ready for the news later on that evening. So let's talk about Zoe and her mom here this week for just a little bit, um, because Zoe's mom does bring it to the attention of Zoe that they possibly now know the secret identities of the Rangers. And you can clearly see it all across Zoe's face that this is not really good news whatsoever. I am a little bit surprised that nobody went to Commander Shaw, even though that was their plan originally, right? Like they were like, we need to go to Commander Shaw for this. But Zoe's actually the one that kind of stops them and just kind of tells them, let me see if I can try and handle this, right? Like, let me see if I can try and figure this situation out before we kind of, you know, go a little bit too far and, and cause more worry than there certainly is. So she's like, let me talk to my mom and see what we can certainly do. So she tries to talk to her mom. Her mom practically doesn't listen. She's pumped about the idea that she probably has one of the biggest stories um, of her life right here on her table. Uh, she's talking to her boss, getting ready to go ahead and line it up for the six o'clock news later on. And it is one of those things where it's like. We get to see Zoe extremely panicked right now. Um, not sure what she's going to do. She doesn't really come up with the idea of what to do until she actually bumps into Nikki Rev later on in the episode. I think there's, um, I think they're over at Riptide Gym, and we've got Betty and Ben who are being their comedic duo as always, using their like extended lens for their camera, and it accidentally winds up pulling off the wig of somebody sitting at Riptide Gym, uh, and you come to find out that the person wearing the wig is in fact Nikki Rev in disguise, and she immediately gets bombarded by fans right not able to do anything she can't move a bunch of questions people want her to sign everything being famous clearly is not as uh as much as it certainly turns out to be for certain people i should say for certain people right 
And I think this really brings it to the attention of the rest of the Rangers. As much as the Rangers think the, the idea of, you know, hey, maybe if your mom does reveal our identities, we'll become famous. Um, you know, maybe at that point, uh, you know, we'll get more recognition. Um, but they come to see that quickly that with Nikki Rev's situation, that's not necessarily always a benefit, right? Like if you're going to have fans constantly bombarding you constantly on your ass about something, you're not going to have time to do anything. And I think even Devin winds up bringing that up. Like, how are we supposed to do our jobs if uh, our fans certainly don't leave us alone because of the fact that we are famous? Um, so this winds up bringing up a fantastic idea to Zoe, um, whose mom's idea is really this is kind of helping the Power Rangers, right? That's kind of how Nick, uh, how Zoe's mom kind of views this situation, right? Like, I'm pretty sure the Power Rangers want to be famous. Um, I don't know how she got that idea. <laughs> I really don't. Um, you know, Zoe's like, well, don't you think if they wanted to be famous, they wouldn't wear masks? You know what I mean? Like, but look, but Zoe's mom has a story of a lifetime that she wants to go ahead and run with. My only issue with that, though, is like, how do you air a story and not watch the footage yourself, right? I mean, the guy winds up fixing the footage, but how does he know it's fixed if he hasn't watched the footage himself? Like, I'm pretty sure if the cameraman watched the footage, he would be like, oh, wait a minute, that's Zoe becoming a Power Ranger. I should probably tell her mom what the situation is before she goes out there and airs this to the, to, to the public. But he's like, nope, footage is ready. Here you go. Have you looked at it? Has anybody looked at this footage? You don't know if it's fixed or not. Um, so, like, as a news reporter, as a news reporter, that's terrible. Like, I feel like that's terrible that you don't just air stuff just to air it without actually watching it. So, um, but anyway, <laughs> despite that issue, I think Nikki Rev actually calls back up the news station. She decides that now that she is free with the help of the Power Rangers who wind up um, getting her away from the crowd in Riptide Gym, she now has time to actually do the interview herself. The interview is going to go before the actual reveal of the Power Rangers identity. Um, and the news chief comes out of nowhere um, after Zoe has this brilliant idea like, hey, let me let me interview Nikki Reb. And the, the, the news chief is just like you. OK, why not? Just let some amateur person just sit down and, and start interviewing her. It does make sense, though, to a certain extent, like. I get the fact that, you know, she is the daughter of the news reporter, right? I think the mom even says, you know, she's she's seen me for years. She's really good. And granted, granted, it is Zoe, right? Like if anybody's going to be as professional about doing an interview with a famous star, it's definitely going to be Zoe. And I thought for the most part, Zoe did a pretty good job. Granted, she only asked questions that she needed the answers to, right? She didn't come out. She didn't talk about the movie. She didn't talk about uh, how she got started. No, it's just all about fame so that Zoe could really point out to her mom that, look, being famous isn't all that it's cracked up to be, right? If people know your identity, they're going to be hounding you all the time. And it is going to be one of those things where if you reveal who the Power Rangers are, how are they ever going to get anything done in protecting this particular world? So I do love the fact that Zoe's mom at the end of the episode does at least come around to the idea of, you know, hey, this is my biggest story of the year. But you know what? To keep the Rangers safe and to keep us safe, it's probably best that I don't reveal it. And she winds up breaking the memory card uh, in front of everybody. So the Rangers made it clean. The Rangers certainly made it clean. Their identities certainly are not out there. Um, but I'm, I'm still assuming, though, that in time, 
one of these Rangers identities will in fact be revealed. Um, so I'm still keeping my fingers crossed that it will in fact be Devin uh, and the whole Mayor Daniels sort of situation. That's kind of how I'm hoping uh, that it is revealed at the end of the day. But look, I continue to love the chemistry between Zoe and her mom. I'm glad that we still have parents playing a significant role in their kid's life, um, that they still pop up in the show from time to time. We haven't seen Mayor Daniels in a minute. Uh, we haven't really seen uh, a lot of the other kids' parents um, in a minute either. Um, so I, I will say, well, I guess with the exception of General Burke for Ben and Betty, um, you know, it's been a minute since we've actually seen Zoe's mom. So I'm glad that she actually at least popped up here in this week's episode um, to kind of go ahead and, and have some sort of part to do with it. Um, but I also do want to talk a little bit about Vargoyle um, as he winds up stealing the schematics from Blaze and Roxy for a device that they were going to go ahead and use. I think it was called like the memory manipulator or something manipulator. I can't quite remember of it. But again, they don't really tell you what this thing does throughout the whole entire episode, right? Vargoil comes up to Evox. He's like, look what I've got, Master. We're going to use this against the Rangers. And then all of a sudden, we've got Blaze and uh, Roxy who come in and they're like, hey, Evox, look at this plan. Look at these schematics that we have for this new uh, thing that we're going to build, only to come to find out that Vargoil's already stole those schematics and has had Scrozzle create that device for him. So now Evox is giving Vargoil certainly all the uh, all the credits uh, for the creation of this new uh, weapon. But if I'm not mistaken, I don't believe that they mention exactly what it does. Um, he, the only thing that we see from Vargoil is that he's trying to plant this at the top of the Channel 10's news tower, uh, which I'm assuming he's eventually going to go ahead and use uh, for next week's episode because we don't have many episodes left. I think we only have three more episodes left for this particular season, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which is like 20 episodes, right? So we're 18, 19, 1920 and of course 21 and 22 being the Halloween and Christmas special so we don't really have a lot of um, episodes left for season one so uh, this is probably part of Vargoyle's plan um, to try and take down the Rangers so it is seeming more and more like Vargoyle is going to end up being one of the big bads um, to kind of finish off this season one for our villains here uh, excuse me for our heroes here this week um, for this season so I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing how that works itself out um, and I will say this look right now we've got Vargoyle and Scrozzle on the same page and now we've got Blaze along with Roxy um, who are clearly trying to get on the same page really starting to dislike Scrozzle and Vargoyle even more so I would not be surprised to see those two avatars turning uh, on both of those characters at some particular point in time look I've, I've said it from like day one or day two I don't think Scrozzle makes it out of this season um, I, I just don't. Um, but maybe I could be wrong. Uh, maybe I could certainly be wrong. Um, but overall, the episode was just meh to me. It was just mad to me. Um, you know, the action was okay. Um, you know, we had a brand new um, monster this week. They did use a ton of... Uh, a ton of original footage for this one, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't see a lot of Super Sentai footage with that particular monster. Um, what did Devin call him? Light bulb head or something like that? It was pretty funny to me, honestly. Um, but the action pieces I thought worked really well in here. Uh, and again, I, I do continue to enjoy the concept of our Rangers uh, and their parents, or at least their parents having some sort of role here um, in this season, to be honest with you. But my, my biggest pet peeve was just that it... it it was a little bit lackluster, and for me at least, 
it just didn't make sense, at least for a news team, to to air that type of footage without even viewing it before you certainly do, right? Because I'm pretty sure if Zoe's mom had actually watched the footage, she she would not want to go ahead and put it out there, right? Like, could you imagine if you found out your, your daughter was, in fact, a Power Ranger, would you want to reveal that to the entire world? I really don't think so. So... Um, I really wish that they had watched it beforehand because it's, it's one of those things where it's like it, it just felt kind of anticlimactic to me. Right. Like you have the footage. But I, if like for me, at least if they wind up having the footage, I would have liked to have seen somebody find out if you're going to name the episode Ranger Reveal. It would have been cool if we actually had somebody find out one of the Ranger secrets. Uh, maybe the mom watched the footage and notices her daughter's a Ranger. And it reveals that to her, but she doesn't air the footage, but now she knows, right? So it felt very anticlimactic, like, we know who the Power Rangers are, but we're not going to tell you sort of thing. So I'm like, well, that was a little bit of a bummer and a little bit of a letdown. So wasn't the biggest fan of the storyline this week. And Nikki Rev, Nikki Rev also doing the interview. Well, I usually interview with professionals, like, Come on now, don't be petty like that. Like, don't you're not too you're not too good to just sit down with a fan and talk to a fan. Okay, Nikki Reb. So, um, yeah, I'm not gonna go to your movies in the future. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, guys, look, those are just my thoughts on this week's episode of Beast Morphers. Wasn't overly impressed. Um, probably the one of the weakest episodes that I've seen so far. But again, I think we're probably just slowly building up here to our last three episodes of the season. So I'm pretty, I'm honestly, I'm expecting them to be quite stellar. I mean, for the most part, uh, for the most point, this, um, this season of Beast Morphers has been rather outstanding. Um, There've been very few lackluster episodes to me. So I was really unfortunate that this one just didn't hit me very hard. Um, But with three episodes left, I'm pretty sure they've got a ton more um, that they're certainly going to be getting into guys. But again, these are just my A plus opinions in regards to Beast Morphers episode number 17. I always want to know yours though. So if there's anything that I missed in regards to character points that you guys want to further talk about, um, storyline concepts that we certainly missed, certainly go ahead and let me know your thoughts in the live chat or the comment section. I will throw in a couple quick honorable mentions in here. Um, I probably could have done without Ben and Betty this week. Um, the whole idea of the extended um, lens and things like that for their um, uh, for their cell phone and whatnot. It was it was more comedy than really having to sort of fit into the episode, if that makes sense. I mean, really, the only way that they fit into this week's episode was when they pulled off Nikki Rev's wig to reveal her, because that does kind of Pro, that does kind of move the storyline forward in regards to Nikki becoming free for her interview later and really Nikki giving her perspective on while she loves being famous, it's not all it's cracked up to be. So I understood the role of Ben and Betty, but the execution was just poor and I, I just wasn't the biggest fan of them here this week, unfortunately. Um, and I want to say that there was something else also. That jumped out to me. Maybe it'll come back to me uh, as we go on. But guys, let me know what you guys thought uh, about this episode in the comments uh, or in the live chat. Let me go ahead and see what some of you guys are saying before we get into our GoGo Power Rangers review. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, I got to scroll up here a little bit. You guys are going cray cray. uh, RGD, what's up, RGD? 
Um, is Evox considered the worst or boring villain of Beast Morphers? Um, well, I'm not going to say worst or boring villain yet because this is just season one. I have a feeling um, he'll probably play a more significant role when we get to season two of Beast Morphers. Um, you know, maybe when he actually gets like a body and things like that. Um, so right now he's just kind of. He's just kind of planning his 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 way out of this. Um, when I look at the villains, I don't really look at Evox as the villain. I'm I'm looking more as Blaze and Roxy and Scrozzle and Vargoyle as the villains for this season. Whereas um, Evox, I just kind of see him as the head honcho um, that's that's really manipulating things to get what he needs, and then he'll probably have a bigger impact come season two, or at least that's what I'm, at least that's what I'm thinking, so I'm not going to go ahead and, um, and, um, um, give Evox a grade as of yet, I I'm going to wait till that, I I'm going to wait for that. Uh, Ultraman's in the house. What's up, Ultraman? Um, Ultraman says, um, I did see the Power Rangers episode of The Toys That Made Us, and I did see the other episodes of the show, such as uh, For Lego and Hello Kitty. <laughs> oh, man, I bet Hello Kitty probably has a, a fantastic episode in regards to that, too. That thing was po so popular back in the day. Um, Aust Austin the Terminator. He says, I'm new here, so I don't know how this live chat works. Do I ask any questions related to Power Rangers and Super Sentai? Um, yeah, so Austin, pretty much, look, while, while I'm discussing my thoughts on certain things, stories, reviews, feel free to certainly chat and give your thoughts on certain aspects of the episodes. Give your thoughts on some of the news if you certainly want to. If you have a question, certainly go ahead and submit it. Now, when it comes to questions, just know I don't get to all the questions in the live chat if you really want your question for sure answered go to the community tab and certainly submit your question because um, i don't get to all the questions in in the live chat uh, i just try and skim through and just pick out some of the comments and questions that that pop up to me but sometimes when you have everybody commenting it takes a minute you know what i mean so sometimes i have to skip over certain things so yeah just chat amongst yourselves certainly give your thoughts chat with everybody if you'd like to um submit your questions but again if there is a question that you want to have answered for sure for sure and have not have it missed go over to our community tab uh, Sailor says, I'm glad that Zoe's mom reappeared. She has not been in Beast Morphers since the third episode, I think. You're absolutely right, Sailor. I think it's like the third or fourth episode whenever um, Zoe was trying to create that Morph X bike, which I... Has, has anybody seen anybody riding around on a Morph X bike lately? I hope they kind of bring that back. I, I, I want to see that Zoe's, um, Zo Zoe's creation and her invention has actually been... Um, put to use sort of thing. You know what I mean? So I would like to see that. But you're right, Sailor. It's been a minute since Zoe's mom packed, uh, popped back up. So I'm glad that she certainly did here in this episode. Uh, Doomsday says, I literally started laughing when the Rangers accidentally morphed in front of a recording camera. I mean, hey, they probably didn't expect it. You know, they probably certainly didn't see it. So I can definitely understand that, um, honestly. Um, but yeah, it was pretty funny. Um
Um, if you love bacon and sushi, says, I wish we got to spend time with Nikki a little more in the episode. Other seasons that have celebrities, the plot includes them. Uh, I mean, the plot did somewhat include Nikki here this week. Um, but yeah, it probably would have been nice to see a little bit more of Nikki just because they really have been pushing this movie of hers, right? Revenge of the Hydro Worm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it would have been nice to see her just a little bit more. But I, I thought that they they included her in the plot um, pretty decently, at least. JB says, what says uh, Adam? I remember the struggle of getting a, a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger toy. I cried but was happy with the toys my mom got me. Yeah, it was a struggle, man. It was honestly a struggle. I mean, you either got something or you just didn't, right? Like, I mean, as picky as I was, like, Mom, I want the Green Ranger and I want the Red Ranger. I mean, hey, I got the Blue Ranger. Um, I'll, I'll take it. Why not? Not what I wanted, but I'll certainly take it. Oh, Lupin Green says, actually, the previous episode, they established that he needed Morph X to use the beast powers. Well, see, I'm glad that you brought that up, Lupin Green. Thank you very much for bringing that to my attention. I, I must have missed that line, unfortunately. But it, again, it just doesn't. I guess I, I can't say it doesn't make sense to me. Because it's like, look, they use their Morph X powers to use these abilities. If they use the abilities, you should be able to, like, if you've captured their abilities, you should be able to just use them whenever you want to. But I, I guess not. I guess not. Maybe we'll see them used at even more capacity. It was pretty cool, right? Because um, Vargoyle does use a super speed. Um, he uses the Jackrabbit uh, jump to jump as high as Zoe here. And he uses the Gorilla Strength to catch the, the cement bench and then, like, punch it back towards them. So I thought that was pretty cool how they wind up using it. Uh, if you love bacon and sushi says the Power Rangers are already famous since Mighty Morphin. They were on live TV. I guess Carl Harbor doesn't know that. Um, yeah. And again, it's one of those things that we have to deal with when it comes to different dimensions. Um, you know, um, is is this dimension that they're in in the same world as Mighty Morphin? Look, I know that they mentioned. I mean, goodness, they mentioned what Rita in the first episode. Uh, did they mention Sledge? Uh, I can't remember some of the villains that they wind up naming. But it does get kind of, kind of confusing sometimes. It's like, do these people not know who the Power Rangers are? But I think they just mean famous-wise. Yeah, the Power Rangers are famous. But I think they mean identity-wise uh, to make them more famous, like as actual people, knowing who's under the mask. Um, if you love bacon and sushi, says Vargirl is way more menacing and interesting than Scrozzle. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I, I've I've really enjoyed the uh, addition of Vargirl in here. Um, a little peed off, just like Blaze and Roxy, that he's kind of taken their shine away from them. But trust me, I have a feeling that's not going to last very long. Uh, Tony Robinson says, Adam, the next three episodes will surprise you. I'm sure they are. <laughs> I'm sure they are. Um, I I'm really looking forward to it. This felt very much like a calm sort of before the storm. Like, let's give some of these characters just maybe one more episode. Um, let's kind of uh, set things up that we need to certainly going forward. Um, and, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So, I look, I'm excited regardless. Regardless of how I felt about this episode, knowing that there's three episodes left and how great this series has been, um, I have no doubt that they're, they'll certainly surprise me. Uh, Doomsday says, um, uh, I really hope that some 
at some point in this season of Beast Morphers that Blaze and Roxy be woken up from their coma. I'm assuming you're you're saying for season one. Um, I don't know if we'll get one for season one. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Um, maybe not. Who knows? Look, I, I think Power Rangers now wind up, I think it was for episode 18 or 19. They had a picture that wind up, I don't know if it's a spoiler, um, it was like a thumbnail image for that episode that I saw some things that I'm hoping is not what it looks like. Like if, if it is, I'm going to be pissed at Power Rangers now. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be pretty pissed at PowerRangersNow.com for, for ruining that surprise for me. So there is one scene that I've seen from the upcoming episode. I don't know how it fits into the series like context-wise, um, but maybe they wake up. Who knows? Uh, Turbo Stu, what's up, Turbo Stu? Thank you for popping in, man. Uh, he says, even though I like Ben and Betty, they felt kind of unnecessary now that we have Steel as the comedic relief. Um, so in this episode, at least for me, they felt rather unnecessary. Um, you know, I usually don't mind them. I honestly, ha I usually haven't minded them for the most part in this series because um, sometimes they do kind of fit relatively well into the series. Like, like one episode where General Burke had Ben and Betty like out on the battlefield, like with everybody. Like, why are they there? Like, why is Ben and Betty there to go ahead and mess? Them? Like, they shouldn't even be there. Like, certain certain things feel like they're very much forced. But like the other episode where we had um, Smash and we saw Ben and Betty um, like going around trying to find him, right? Like, I, I love how they can be used used sometimes, but this episode, at least for me, just felt really unnecessary, Turbo Stu. So I gotta agree with you, at least for this episode. Uh, Lupin Green says next episode is fire, and the one after is raging fire, and the finale is smoldering fire. <laughs> well, hey, I, uh, I'm, I'm, regardless, I'm looking forward to him, Lupin Green. I'm thank you guys very much for not spoiling stuff for me, by the way. I really do like as hyped as you guys are. I'm glad that you guys certainly aren't, uh, aren't hyping, uh, aren't spoiling things for me. JB says what says uh, yes uh, yes Steel is very funny I can almost do with Ben and Betty granted they are better than and, and Vic and Monty yes they are much better than Vic and Monty so I will take them over Vic and Monty any day of the week honestly. Um, Ultraman says I feel that this episode is great especially when Zoe Mo Zoe's mom breaks the memory card to make sure the Rangers identities are revealed plus I think that this episode is translated as um, identity crisis oh interesting Ultraman thank you for bringing that up yeah I think the, the title of this one I think was uh, Ranger reveal um, so it, it got me kind of hope that somebody was going to be revealed as a Ranger in this episode so I was a little bit disappointed when that certainly wasn't the case but uh, again the, for me the, the aspect of this episode that at least won me over was Zoe and her mom um, just seeing the chemistry that those two have how proud Zoe's mom certainly is of Zoe seeing Zoe coming up with a brilliant idea of hers to get Nikki Rev to really convince her mom not to reveal the stuff. I mean, uh, Zoe's just a brilliant woman, um, and, and she's going to go really far in her career, honestly. She truly is. Uh, who knows? Maybe she takes up after her mom uh, later on down the line. But Jacqueline Sislowski continues to impress me as Zoe each and every week. Um, Austin the Terminator. Um, did you see the fan series Power Rangers Unworthy? It's like Power Rangers meets Terminator. Um, no, I haven't, but I have seen like glimpses of it. So I'm gonna go ahead and check it out. Um, I have been meaning to. Uh, I've seen thumbnail images of it, and it looks pretty interesting. So um, I am gonna go ahead and check it out for sure, Austin. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. 
Uh, Kwaku, what's up, Kwaku? Thank you very much, very much for popping in. Um, Kwaku says, I feel like Ben and Betty uh, will, will um, get serious next season and become Rangers. And hopefully Hasbro uh, has full control writing this season with amazing writers. Well, so far, it definitely seems, writing-wise, it definitely seems as though this is all Hasbro and they're doing. Um, really allowing their writers to finally just unleash themselves and use their creativity. I mean, look, if you look at, honestly, if you look at some of the, the writers that are on Beast Morphers, a lot of them are past Power Ranger writers from Neo Saban era. And you're, I'm thinking to myself, where was this stuff before? Right, like where was all this fantastic sort of writing before? So you can really tell that Hasbro has kind of taken off the cuffs uh, and allowed them to certainly um, go that route and be the amazing writers that they are. As far as Ben and Betty, I don't know if they'll ever become serious. Uh, they they seem way too goofy to me, but that's okay. Um, hopefully, they do become Rangers, right? I mean, look, we've we, we there's always been this theory out there that they may become uh, Rangers. Um, in the GoBusters movies, they have revealed two additional Rangers: a frog and a hippo, both of them green. And look, I even mentioned recently in the past a uh, couple episodes with the uh, Fury, um, the Fury, the Red Fury mode. When the claw was spinning around Ben and Betty, it was leaving a trail of green Morph X uh, around them sort of thing. So I'm wondering if that has anything to do with maybe giving them some sort of powers uh, down the line. So I, we'll, we'll certainly have to see. We'll certainly have to see. But thank you very much, Kwaku, for that. <laughs> if you love bacon and sushi says Zoe's mom can't figure out who the Rangers are, but most likely always sees steel with the same number of kids. The Rangers. Yeah, it, the steel walking around doesn't make sense to me. Right. They made a big deal out of it when it came to smash and the, the other episode like smash. You can't be out here in public. People don't know what you are. People don't know what steel is either. OK, he's not some guy that's just walking around in a Halloween costume year in and year out. I'm pretty sure they're fully aware that he's a robot and he's probably not supposed to be walking around. So, yeah. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me, honestly, either. Uh, Drew, what's up, Drew? Thank you very much for popping in. Uh, he says, uh, why do they use fake CGI explosions than real explosions in original footage? Um, well, yeah, that's a good question, Drew, uh, because there is a moment in here when uh, Ravi and um, Zoe do go ahead and defeat the monster this week. Um, they slash him down, um, and they're in the park. Now, that is original footage, and when he explodes, it's just CGI explosions. And I think it just has to do with a lot with just the spacing of things, right? Like, you're, you're super close to that... Um, um, that creature, they're not going to set off a real explosion sort of thing. Like a, a real explosion at that distance, not only the heat, but you you probably will feel it for sure. Um, so when you're that close, um, it's probably best to go ahead and do fake CGI explosions for something like that instead of a real explosion. I mean, if you look at some of the real explosions, um, the Rangers, for the most part, are relatively safe distance away. And they have an explosion usually always in the background sort of thing. So not when you're grouped into the middle of somebody or they're going to let a real explosion go off. It's just it's just a dangerous situation to put your actors in. So that's why they do um, the, the fake ones, unfortunately. Um all right, uh, let's see here. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our next topic real quick. Um, oh, you know what? Here, let, last, let me, because this is actually really interesting. I'm glad you brought this up, Turbo. He says, I'm surprised they didn't give Steel a holographic disguise similar to what the aliens on Supergirl use. I actually really like that idea. Um, I feel like Nate could easily create something like that if they certainly wanted to. Um, 
But I do like that concept, right? Even maybe use the voice actor um, as steel or whoever's actually under the steel armor um, to go ahead and actually portray that human identity of theirs, right? And then just turn off the holographic imaging uh, when you're getting ready to fight as steel. I do like that idea, Turbo. I don't know why they didn't come up with that idea because I know I know Nate certainly can, but who knows? Maybe season two will certainly bring some changes to the Steel character, right? Steel, Steel, all this episode was 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 almost pleading uh, Nate to give him the ability to eat, and he's like, "I'm going to talk with you later about that." Um, <laughs> so yeah, he it seemingly he's he's trying to create himself into more than what he already certainly is. So who knows? Maybe that's uh, maybe that's the next step. We'll definitely have to see. But um, all right. So we'll round that off with Turbo Stew as the last comment. And of course, I'll jump back in here with you guys. In just a little bit, but I do want to go ahead and get on to our next review real quick. Uh, let's jump into some Boom Studios talk, guys, uh, as we've got necessary evil storyline certainly continuing here as we're going to break down Go Go Power Rangers issue number 25. I really enjoyed this week's uh, this week's issue much better than issue number 24, which was just a Balkan Skull sort of YouTube channel sort of uh, issue that we wind up getting in here. Uh, we're actually getting back to the fundamentals of the storyline here in issue number 25. Um, again, it's over in your local comic book stores. It wind up dropping this past week. Um, if you um, if you get your comic books digitally go ahead and check out for it on um uh comicsology.com or wherever you get your digital uh comic books from but we finally get back into the story of not only tommy but also jason uh and the recruitment of the omega rangers in here um so let's talk a little bit about tommy though real quick uh, because in the beginning of this issue, um, Tommy's actually on the phone with his dad who's over in Hong Kong. Um, if you guys recall, uh, Tommy pretty much left Angel Grove. Um, he's trying to depart the Rangers. Um, he's having a really difficult time struggling with the loss of his Green Ranger abilities and really feels kind of out of place. Right. Uh, getting the opportunity to see his friends going off and fighting when he just kind of sits back and feels very much like the most part uh, rather helpless. Right. Um, even though he has something really well going on with Kim, Kimberly, you can tell that his uh, abilities being gone um, has really messed with his head, not only when it comes to being a teammate with the Rangers, but also being like a boyfriend to Kimberly. Um to the point where he's like, look, I'm out of here. I, I got to go. I, I can't uh, I can't stay around anymore. Uh, and he winds up leaving not only the team, uh, but also Kimberly at the end of the day. And this continues for Tommy here in this episode as he's trying to now convince his dad to let him come out to Hong Kong so he can kind of get further away from everybody. And his dad at least does give him some advice. Like, look, at some point in time, you got to stop running, right? Like life is supposed to be like life isn't always easy. It does get difficult. It does put you down at times. He's like, I know this is probably about a girl. And even though Tommy's like, no, it's not about a girl. Eventually, it still comes around to being about a girl. Um, but Tommy wants to leave. And his dad eventually gives him permission. Like, hey, if your mom, you know, writes off on it and says it's okay, you can come to Hong Kong. You can certainly come to Hong Kong and certainly stay with me. I think it's actually his uncle. I believe. Let me double check that real quick. I think it's actually his uncle that he's talking to. Uncle Jack. Yes, his uncle. It's not his dad. He's talking to his uncle. His uncle at least tells him, like, hey, if you want to come down here, though, you got to say goodbye to your friends, right? And, like, don't be this Mr. Mysterious guy and just leave uh, and just go off on your own. 
say some proper goodbyes to these people, please, because they are your friends before you come out here. And so he winds up coming up with the, he winds up agreeing in regards to that. But what I love about this story, though, is we are inching very closer to the moment in the television series where Tommy becomes the White Ranger. Uh, we actually see Tommy in this episode being um, transported, beamed up, I guess you can say, to Zordon and um, um, Alpha's sort of secret part of the command center that nobody knows about while they work on his new White Ranger abilities. And they're getting ready to set Tommy on a mission to go ahead and acquire what it is that he needs in order to get these particular White Ranger powers. But make no mistake, this White Ranger power that he's going to be getting is not only Zordon and Alpha's idea, but this idea actually is coming from the Blue Emissary that you guys can actually see here in this particular uh, this particular page of this issue. Um, the Blue Emissary actually visits with Zordon um, to talk to him about how he can acquire new abilities for Tommy so they can go ahead and create the White Ranger in and of itself. Uh, and we get the opportunity to see Tommy meeting with Zordon and Alpha to really go ahead and get ready for his, I guess you can say his own mission in a sense. Um, uh, Zordon's like, hey, I don't know what trials and tribulations you're about to experience by going through this portal and going on, you know, going on this particular mission. But, you know, if you if you if you can make it through this, uh, you will, in fact, be a, a new powerful um, sort of uh, sort of Power Ranger. And I do love Tommy's thing where it's just like Tommy Tommy asks, asks, looks at Zordon and he's like, why me though, right? Like why can't, if anything, why can't, um, why can't you get Jason to do it? Why not somebody else? Um, because at this point, Tommy's really lost faith in himself, right? He's like, look, I had the Green Ranger powers. I lost that. What makes you think I'm more than capable of getting new powers and not losing that also? But he gets reassured from Zordon and Alpha that we want you for the job. We believe in you. We know you're more than capable of doing this. So we want you to stick around, Tommy. And this is probably one of the reasons why Tommy does decide to stick around after all. But going back, back, back to the Blue Emissary here. Last time we had seen him, he was speaking with Jason. Him and Jason had been connected by the hip um, in this necessary story necessary evil storyline for Gogo Power Rangers since the beginning. Ever since the Blue Emissary came to Jason specifically to try and get Jason's help in creating a new sort of secret form of Rangers to go ahead and really stop brand new creatures that are being created out of the morphing grid. Um, powers that are s slowly leaking out of the morphing grid now that it has cracks in it. And he needs Jason to form this team. And we get to see just the frustration that Jason is having to deal with, not only with making these decisions, but also dealing with the amount of memories that have just been flooded back into his mind. Because the Blue Emissary has shown him pretty much everything that's happened with the Shattered Grid storyline and let him know like, hey, this stuff happened. Even though you guys can't remember it because you kind of like reset the timeline in a sense. Make no mistake, those events in Shattered Grid did happen, Jason. And you had a significant role to play with it. And now he's flooded Jason with all these memories. So now that Jason remembers, but clearly nobody else certainly does. So Jason understands he's got to put this team together. He's got to put this team together. And what I love is that his initial thought is not to go to Zach and Trini. His initial thought is, listen, if I'm going to help you with this, 
This team is going to need a new leader, okay? You're going to have to help Tommy get his powers back, and I'm going to have to form a brand new team. So it's really Jason's idea that tells the blue emissary, hey, you give Tommy his powers back so that he can eventually go on to become the leader of the Power Rangers. And the blue emissary goes to Zordon and Alpha, tells them about how they can acquire new abilities for Tommy. And now Tommy's on that journey to acquiring power. So that's how they're having this storyline kind of play itself out. But Jason, on the other hand, he needs to find this team. I love the fact that he's in the command center, which Zordon and Alpha are no longer there. They've left the command center. They've gone to this secret part of the lab um, to go ahead and try and cook up something new. So nobody is around. And I love the issue where I love the point where the um, um, Jason is just smashing buttons. He's just hitting stuff. He's getting so frustrated with the command center, not knowing how to certainly use it properly as he's trying to do what Zordon certainly did. And we're getting teenagers with attitudes, right? And beam them up sort of thing. And it's not working for Jason. He, he, he needs to try and find some new teammates. But in the midst of all this, in the midst of his breakdown, in the midst of his frustration, that's exactly when, um, that's exactly when, uh, Zach and Trini walk in on him at the command center to finally reveal that something's up here. Not only do they find Jason, but they also find the blue emissary as well. So that's probably how Zach and Trini wind up getting pulled into all this simply all by accident. And what's fascinating too, is like Jason talks about the importance of finding a new team and how hard it certainly is because he mentions the idea like a team only works together if they know each other you know what i mean like if they if they have connections to each other's from the past if they're familiar with one another if you can get a group of people that know each other well then you can make a really fantastic team and the mighty Morphin power rangers is a perfect example of that but when you include people that you're not familiar with it does make the the team up much more strenuous. And what's funny is that we're actually seeing that come to fruition here with the Rangers that we currently have in the Mighty Morphin comic books for Necessary Evil, as we've got Aisha, uh, Rocky, and Adam. And you can clearly tell because of the fact that they don't have a prior relationship uh, with, you know, with Kimberly, Billy, um, yeah, with Kimberly, Billy, and Tommy, that is super strenuous for them, um, that they're constantly arguing, constantly bickering back and forth with one another sort of thing. Um, so it's making it a lot more complicated for this team, the second edition of this Mighty Morphin Power Rangers team, to really get all on the same page. And a lot of that really comes from the storylines that we're getting here in Gogo Power Rangers. I, I'm really loving how Gogo Power Rangers is really dealing with the past and really helping us connect the pieces to how we get to where we are in the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger necessary evil kind of storyline. It's it's all working itself out. Um, and Ryan Parrott is just doing an incredible job of storytelling. He truly is. Um, I'm loving the way that these storylines are intertwined and interlinking themselves. Uh, and it's all kind of coming to fruition. So I'm a really, really big fan of this, um, this series so far. Um, and I really highly recommend that you guys definitely check it out also. 
Uh, quick honorable mention in here. We do get a brief battle between like Lord Zed and Goldar. I'm assuming they're practicing. Um, Zed's just kind of belittling him a little bit. I'm um, really trying to get the best out of Goldar. Like, no wonder the Power Rangers defeated you guys. You know what I mean? Sort of thing. So um, he's really trying to bring the best out of Goldar. Uh, and he does at least bring up the idea of maybe bringing in another adversary for the Power Rangers to deal with. Um, so maybe he's referring to Dane. Um, because we do see Dane in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as the bounty hunter. Um, so if anything, if anything, um, I, I'm, I'm hoping that Dane pops up here in GoGo Power Rangers so we can kind of see how Lord Zed kind of connected things um, how Lord how Lord Zed wind up picking up Dane in the first place to where he is now in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But um, look, I, I love it. The fact that the Blue Emissary comes out, um, you know, it is one of the reasons how we get sort of the White Ranger power in the first place by talking to Lord Zed. I see him by talking to Zordon. Um, I thought it was a really fantastic touch. And the fact that, look, the fact that Zordon knows of the Blue Emissary, I think was great, right? You're, you're really connecting these Power Ranger lores. It's not like Zordon is surprised. I mean, he is surprised to see the Blue Emissary, but he's not surprised as to who he certainly is, right? Uh, and the fact that even though Zordon is maybe a little bit hard on himself for maybe certain things that that they weren't successful in actually doing. Um, I do love the fact that the Blue Emissary actually comes out and congratulates Zordon for really all his hard work that he's done in regards to protecting Earth all this time. So I do love that they at least give each other recognition um, and really kind of help Zordon down that particular path with Alpha to help Tommy eventually become the White Ranger and the future leader um, of the Power Rangers. So it's all working itself out. It, it truly all is, uh, and I'm really excited for it. But guys, let me know what you guys thought about GoGo -Go Power Rangers issue number 25. Uh, I just want to skim through it real quick, see if there's any particular pages that I missed um, in regards to anything. It doesn't look like it. It looks like Matt might have come back, tried to text Kimberly just a little bit, but nothing really. Oh, quick shout out. Uh, honorable mention goes to Grace Sterling um, as we get the opportunity to see Promethea once again. Um, Billy winds up going over there uh, to kind of get some help and some questions on certain things that he's trying to figure out because uh, they're trying to find out where Zordon and Alpha 5 certainly went since they are no longer in the command center. Uh, and he winds, winds up using the help of Grace Sterling to go ahead and actually find out that there is actually uh, a secret layer or at least a secret part to the command center that nobody else certainly is aware of. So maybe Billy manages to kind of come across it on his own um, at some point in time before the big sort of White Ranger reveal. Um, so who certainly knows? But I, I love the fact also that Grace is still trying to recruit Billy to join Promethea at some particular point in time. Um, even though he turned him down the very first time, she's still saying like, hey, the doors are certainly open. Um, if you definitely want to go, go ahead and, and join us, the doors are certainly always open for you, Billy. So I thought that was pretty fantastic. But guys, let me know what you guys thought about issue number 25 of Go Go Power Rangers. Uh, let me see if you guys are saying anything in regards to this issue. Uh, jump back into the chat real quick here. Let's see. Okay. Um, Doomsday says, whenever I heard about the new Go Go Power Ranger comics, I always felt like they got inspired to do these comics from DC Comics and Marvel Comics. I mean, maybe there's certainly some inspiration there, but I think also, um, I think also, look, when you've got 25 years plus of Power Rangers, um, there's probably a lot of lore that you can definitely explore if you certainly want to, right? Um, 
I mean, look, I'm pretty sure they've had Power Rangers comics in the in the past before Boom Studios even started their Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and Go-Go Power Rangers stuff. So, I, I mean, maybe it was inspired from DC Comics and Marvel Comics, who certainly knows. But when you do have that kind of lore and that history, it's got to be fun to be able to explore just those moments that maybe we didn't necessarily see that we didn't necessarily see um, on the television show. So that's why I love the comics personally. Um, if you love bacon and sushi says, uh, what blue emissary finally copied Billy's suit. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like he's probably copied it before um, simply because of the fact that I feel like there's only but so many iterations that the blue emissary can go through considering the fact that each panel that he's in, um, has usually like a new combination. Um, I don't know, maybe they've reused certain combinations of Blue Ranger abilities. So I feel like we've, he's probably used Billy's uh, suit at some point in time, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, if you love bacon and sushi also says Tommy losing himself in the comics is a great link to the TV series where in Dino Thunder, him being in a coma was for him to remember that he's a strong hero uh, and to never give up. Uh, yeah, they do a really fantastic job of linking it to the television series, honestly. So I definitely agree with you in, in regards to that. Uh, Zachary says um, I geeked out uh, for the start of White Light. Uh, I am in awe that Boom kept Zach's hair uh short hair uh walter jones had twisted hair in season two at this point i love the new scenes uh includes uh next issue is on november 27th so uh yeah i'm assuming the next yeah that, that'll that'll be what like next week uh two weeks from now let me go ahead and check my calendar yeah it looks like about uh about a week and a half from now so yeah i'm definitely looking forward to the very next issue for sure Uh, uh, Mr. Border says, so how do they find out about the White Ranger powers in Lord Draken's world? Um, that's a good question. I'm not too sure about that. Um, I want to, because there is another Lord Draken series that I missed before Shattergrid. I think I started um, reading the Boom Studio comics maybe around issue 20 or so. I think they had just introduced Grace Sterling as the first female red ranger and her team and their mission on the move and on the moon and things like that and then they went into the shatter grid story uh, storyline but lord dragon had been introduced prior to that so i never read that particular series so a part of me thinks that they probably uh, might have mentioned that about the white ranger powers in lord dragon's world maybe in the previous storyline so unfortunately mr Porter, i cannot answer that um uh, period grade school Canyon Ranch Double Twin Chalk. It's just like, hey, let's just throw in some random words. What's up, man? Thank you very much for popping in. Um, Beast Morphers is a bad show. I'm sorry you feel that way, man. I honestly feel I really, uh, I'm really sorry you feel that way. I feel like 90% of the people wouldn't agree with you, but hey, to each his own, right? Like every series doesn't certainly hit everybody the same way. Um, you could certainly have your opinion about it, but I think it's a fantastic show. I think it's better than anything that we've seen when it comes to uh, Neo Saban era, especially. Um, you know, I, I'm not gonna go so far as to say beast morphus is like the best series we've ever had of power rangers i'm not going to go that far um but you you want to talk about going from a neo saban era that just gave us trash for years after years after years um to go ahead and finally get something brand new and beast morphers was just honestly to me just feels like a, a breath of fresh air where you give the, the the actors the ability to be themselves and the writers to be themselves sort of thing i mean i think they've done a phenomenal job especially considering the fact that this is Hasbro's very first season. I mean, can you imagine now that they've gotten their feet under them a little bit? 
what they can do for potential seasons, for potential shows. Now that they're you know learning as they're going along, you know cutting out any mistakes that they might have had. I mean, I can only see Hasbro getting even better. So, uh, period grade. I'm sorry that you 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 think this show is a bad show, but I, I'm gonna have to disagree with you there. Uh, you also say, where is the Beast Morpher roll call uh, name of the animals? I mean, I don't necessarily think that's a, uh, a necessary need. I mean, if that's something that you are, were hoping for, trust me, I, there are moments when it comes to the morph that I can kind of get disappointed in, right? Like, I think I was kind of disappointed in the first couple morphs because they were just like flash morphs and I wanted to see the full on morph. So I was really glad that they certainly did that. Uh, but who knows? Maybe with the maybe if we get a zoosier um adaption next year um that dives heavily into animals uh maybe we'll get a roll call with name of animals but when you only have three of the characters here that are really based off of animals uh i don't uh, yeah i don't know uh i don't know Uh, Zachary says, in Dragon's World, the White Ranger powers came because the bad guys eventually became too strong. If my memory is right, Jason met Ninjor for it. And they also did mention Ninjor in this episode, too. Like, when they were talking about the idea of trying to get the White Ranger powers um, for Zordon and um, Alpha, when they were talking about it before the Blue Emissary sh uh, popped up, um, they were mentioning the idea of going to Ninjor, but I don't think they were able to, uh, to find him. Um, RGD says, will they do Ninja Rangers or Zeo? I'm hoping they eventually will get to Zeo. Uh, I'm hoping eventually, um, within time, we'll eventually get onto that particular point in the story. Um, they have hinted at Zeo crystals in the Beyond the Grid storyline um, that they had over the summer. So um, I'm hoping that's the next step for them. Will, in fact, be Zeo. Uh, Doomsday says, have you watched the Shattered Grid movie yet? If so, where'd you manage to watch it? Um, it's not a movie. It's a comic book series. Um, Boom Studios had a comic book series last year, I believe it was, um, that went through like all summer, all the way through fall, I believe. Um, so it is a comic book series. You can actually pick up the Shattered Grid uh, as a collection, like a, a hardcore, uh, excuse me, hardcore, a hardcover edition or just a regular like a deluxe edition. Um, but you can get it like in just one gigantic storyline if you want to Doomsday. So definitely check your local library or maybe even go on Amazon or Comixology um, and, and see if they have it. Zachary says, when Jason got caught, um, I heard that to be to be continued version of Power Rangers theme. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's exactly how it was. Jason did get busted at the end of that that issue for sure. Uh, Jessica Fryman says, where can one find Power Ranger comics? I would love to read them. Uh, well, I, I would definitely say go ahead and check out your local comic book store if you certainly have one. Um, they definitely come out, I think, at least twice a month. Um, and then uh, if not, if you don't have a local comic book store, check out Comixology.com. Comixology.com. Um, you can go ahead and download the, uh, the issues digitally and certainly read them there if you'd like. Uh, period great says I hate the post uh, I hate the roll call called when they 
parsed like a video game of the Beast Morphers um, is doing is uh, is doing boring show and bad show and worse fighting and uh, worse worthless bad guy and beast morphers um yeah period i'm gonna have to disagree with you again man i like again i'm really sorry that you you feel that way though man um i, I was really hoping that beast morphers would hit you in a, a way that you certainly would appreciate um but yeah no i don't find anything boring about the show you know this episode i wasn't the biggest fan of like this episode was relatively boring to me but for the most part, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I love seeing a ton of more of the civilian fighting that we're certainly getting from a lot of our characters, uh, especially when we get the opportunity to see some of like Blaze and Roxy getting their hands dirty for the very first time. Uh, and again, I'm not going to get my uh, I'm not going to give my point of view on Evox as a bad guy yet, uh, because we have to remember there are two seasons to this show uh, and we have not yet completed it. We've only 17 episodes in um, and Evox isn't even in his full form yet. So we really don't even know the full length of this guy's plans or what he's certainly more than capable of um, but again for me when I've looked at the bad guy for the series even though Evox is the bad guy I've always seen it as Blaze and Roxy um, because one they're human um, so I'm emotionally attached to them and two they're they're the ones doing all the work so I'm not gonna say that Evox is the is the bat is the worst is a worthless bad guy in Beast Morphers because um, he's doing what he's supposed to do right he's supposed to make these avatars do his work for him uh, which they're doing successfully and acquire Morph X uh, and they're in the process of doing that so we'll see we'll see Uh, Mr. Porter says 1969 Rangers were weak one. Um, they died due to suffocation of oxygen. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I feel like um, Psycho Ranger beat their beat that ass. Um, I'm pretty sure Psycho Ranger probably impaled somebody uh, and and kicked somebody's ass. Like I, I, a weak to die of suffocating of oxygen on the moon. That's not a weak move. I mean, look, you're you're getting like you're literally getting. Rangers who are Rangers for the very first time have not been put together whatsoever. Um, you're throwing them into a situation that they're not familiar with. This is really Zordon's really one of his biggest failures to, to put somebody that has that doesn't have that ability out there um, to go ahead and do it. Uh, suffocating oxygen out in the middle of the space. I, I, I can't say that's weak. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Psycho Green uh, put a beat down on that ass for the 1969 Rangers and some of them barely made it out alive. And Tony Robinson says, "Power uh, Beast Morphers is solid. Yeah, I definitely agree with you for sure there. For sure. And you say, what's up, Yusai? He says, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but Beast Morphers is dope. I want a definition of a good Power Rangers. How? Because if you put any Neo Saban era on that list, I'm looking at you like, what? Yeah, that, <laughs> for real, for real. Like Neo Saban era Power Rangers can't hold a candle. To Beast Morphers, unfortunately. It just can't. It just can't. But that's just, those are just our opinions. Remember, every show certainly hits everybody a significantly different way. Um, all right, guys, we got a ton of stuff to get through, man. So let's go ahead and try and get through this other storyline real quick. A lot of the articles that I picked up actually come from tokunation.com um, this week, guys. So certainly enjoy that. But look, I haven't had the opportunity to play Legacy Wars yet. Um, I, I am a video gamer. I haven't been highly invested into video games in a minute, though. Like, I literally just picked up Jedi Fallen Order. Um, that's like my first video game that I've bought in like a year, quite honestly. But, um, you know, Legacy Wars is kind of tempting 
because of the fact that I think earlier this year, they went ahead and revealed that they were going to be including Street Fighter into Legacy Wars. Uh, I believe they had like Akuma. Um, they also had Rio. Uh, and Rio actually wind up becoming a Power Ranger himself, the Rio Ranger. But he's not the only one that's about to become a Power Ranger. As uh, Toku Nation right here um, has an article that says Chun-Li will in fact be known as the Blazing Phoenix Ranger as she winds up joining the Power Rangers Legacy War. It says, as revealed, and this is from the Twitter handle, um, at For The Grid Fans, it says the character of the Street Fighter universe are making their return to Power Rangers Legacy War. You may recall that in their last collaboration, we had Ryo, Chun-Li, Akuma, um, and I thought somewhere somebody said Cammy also. Maybe I'm wrong, though. Um, but it says Rio won't be the only one with the power protecting him either. This go around, Chun-Li will also dome the suit um, as the Blazing Phoenix Ranger. Uh, now it says while Enway, the company behind Legacy Wars and Battle of the Grid, has yet to officially make this announcement, this is another pretty outstanding crossover for Power Rangers. So no official announcement yet, but we have been getting glimpse screenshots and things like that um, showcasing um, Chun-Li as the Blazing Phoenix Ranger. And I'm so glad. I, I really am. Because honestly, I thought that they had, they did, I thought, like a small trailer for Legacy Wars where you had like Sierra Hannah, JDF, um... I can't remember the actor that played Rio, but Rio was there. And I thought Chun-Li was a part of that group also. And in the trailer, the only person that changes was, in fact, Rio. And I remember even watching it then when I kept thinking to myself, is Chun-Li going to transform? Like, man, I hope somebody else transforms too. And unfortunately, she just didn't. So I'm kind of excited that they're going to give Chun-Li the opportunity um, to actually go ahead and uh, not only come back, but also get an upgrade herself. Um, so I, I'm looking really forward to kind of seeing that. But guys, let me know what you guys think. Um, have you liked Legacy War so far? And if so, have you had the opportunity to use the Rio Ranger? And are you excited to go ahead and actually see Chun-Li um, brought into this Power Ranger world as well? Uh, look, they're just handing out morphers left and right, guys. Like, can somebody get, can I get a morpher, guys? Can I get a morpher, please? I would love to have my own little Power Ranger character. That would be fantastic. Um, so yeah, so I, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to pick this up. Maybe I will. Um, I haven't played it yet. Uh, battle for the grid has looked really amazing. Um, if anything, I think I'm probably closer to picking that up than I am legacy wars, but regardless, I, I think the costume for Chun-Li looks fantastic. Um, she's such a staple when it comes to power Rangers and we can't get enough female power Rangers. If you ask me, uh, the more the merrier. So definitely keep them, keep bringing them on. Uh, next story, guys, I want to go ahead and jump into, also from Toku Nation, let's get into some Lightning Collection stuff, guys, because, you know, we've been talking about Lightning Collection every couple of weeks here on A Plus More Phenomenal, anytime we've got brand new images, um, anytime we've got brand new reveals, and we did talk a little bit about Wave 4 and the potential of what they could be. Now, at the time when we reported it, based off of everybody um, and their information that they were giving us, a lot of people were saying, hey, we're going to get four figures in wave four. And then eventually it came, hey, maybe we're only getting three, right? Like, I think they had a they had official reveals for wave four. 
And at the time, it only included Blaze, um, Zio Blue, and SPD Red. Uh, official pictures going all out. And people are like, wait, isn't there a fourth? There is a fourth. A fourth certainly is coming. Um, but they haven't revealed as to who it is. Right now, these are what we have um, seen. Um, Hasbro has given us like these schematics here, these breakdown of the characters that we have for Wave 4. Uh, clearly, you can see SPD Red at the top, um, Zeo Blue in the top right-hand corner, even showcasing their, their faces without their helmets on, uh, and even Blaze at the bottom. But as you can see, there is a number four that's certainly coming, but it's confidential. Um, Toku Nation says the biggest mystery has been whether or not this would indeed be a four-figure wave as previous leaks had shown. Thankfully, we know for certain because of the confirmation uh, from the official Power Rangers Twitter that there will, be, there will indeed be a fourth figure. Uh, and given previous store listings that have been confirmed, um, the last two waves is all but certain that this figure will be Mighty Morphin Yellow Ranger, um, though which Yellow Ranger is uh, currently up for speculation. I, I, I am curious about this, though. I mean, maybe they are trying to do something special for uh, training. Maybe that's why they're certainly keeping it confidential. I can certainly see how Hasbro would want to keep that sort of a secret instead of it spilling out. So I do think that it probably is training, right? Like I, I have a feeling that the leaks and the information that we've gotten from in the past certainly has been correct. But I wouldn't be surprised if Hasbro was like, man, I kind of wish that we were able to sit on that information and really kind of build up this excitement for what it's certainly going to be or maybe who knows maybe hasbro last minute has decided hey you know what since everybody has seen some of these leaks let's go ahead and give them a different ranger this time around um and then hold off on trading until maybe the next wave or something like that you know what i mean um so maybe hasbro does switch it up but i feel like people for the most part are still assuming that it will in fact be trini the mighty morphin yellow ranger we'll have to see um, Hasbro hasn't revealed it yet officially, um, but I'm thinking that's probably the path that we're going to go down. So either it's going to be confidential from Hasbro because they are just trying to do something special for Trini in remembrance um, of that character. Um, or they're maybe pulling a swerve on us last minute uh, to kind of give us something brand new. But I'm kind of curious to know what you guys think. I know some of you guys out there certainly do collect the lightning collection and the toys in general. Um, so let me know what you think when it comes to this confidential aspect of things. Do you think that that means we're still going to be getting our Mighty Morphin Yellow Ranger and they're just trying to build suspense towards it in memory of Trini? Or do you think they're maybe pulling a fast one and maybe switching up the wave and giving us something that uh, we definitely were not expecting? Definitely know, let me know what you guys think in the comment section box below. All right, I think I have one more story. Let me see if I can find it here. All right, and then the last one I have for you guys, more Lightning Collection stuff. I'm talking about uh, Wave 5 case breakdowns. Um, so as you can see at the top, um, they are showcasing wave four of the lightning collection um, toys, um, but it seems as though we may be having a wave five on their way. Um, and it says uh, a couple of potential figures here. Um, it says Zeal Gold Ranger, 
six inch figure, uh, Time Force Red Ranger, uh, Mighty Morphin Blue Ranger, and then Mighty Morphin Ranger Slayer, which I'm excited for, honestly. If there's two, well, all three, like three of those really excite me. Um, Ranger Slayer, uh, Time Force Red Ranger, along with Zeo Gold Ranger. Um, Ranger Slayer, because listen, we got Lord Draken right from Boom Studios Comics. Why not give us another Boom Studio Comics um, character in Ranger Slayer? Um, it was definitely on my wish list of um, if I were to pick like a female character um, to be part of a wave for Lightning Collection, wh who would it be? Ranger Slayer was definitely on that list. And I would even say Lauren, Lauren Sheba uh, from Samurai. I would love to see a one done from her and Solar Ranger. At some point in time, if they want to go ahead and continue with Boom Studio comic stuff. So those are what I would certainly like to see. Uh, it says these new listings match original store computer findings for upcoming Lightning Collection figures and appear to confirm that the wave will continue to have four figures instead of three, as some rumors have in fact suggested. The one that stands out to me in regards to Wave 5, to be honest with you guys, is the Zeo Gold Ranger. And the reason why I, I, I bring this up is because, listen, I feel like Hasbro has been trying to do a relatively good job of the waves that they're releasing are kind of based off of maybe storylines that they're exploring in the television show. Like Beast Morphers, right? A slowly dropping all the beast morpher characters because that's the current season we've also seen some of the team up characters uh for the upcoming team up when it comes to the dino thunder stuff right uh we've gotten some dino charge people uh some dino thunder people you know we've even gotten uh jason red ranger what if this Zeo Gold Ranger is part of that. <clears throat> you know, we've been kind of asking ourselves a while, like, is it a potential that we, is it possible that we could see like a Zeo Gold Ranger version of Jason in the team up? I wouldn't say it's not impossible. I mean, who knows? I, I mean, I certainly don't know, but it's something that I definitely would have really loved to see. You know, we know that he's capable of, of at least both of those particular abilities. Now, whether or not he can tap into it, whether or not he's got, uh, Master Morpher, who certainly knows, but I do find it interesting that when it comes to Wave 5, um, that there's a Zeo Gold Ranger in there. Um, I mean, look, maybe they're just continuing to celebrate Austin St. John's return, so they're just like, hey, we've got the red version of you, now let's go ahead and put out the Zeo Gold. It says, look, it says Wave 4 of the Power Rangers, um, tentatively scheduled for release March 20, uh, 2020. Wave 5 scheduled and slotted for June 20, 2020. Um, so maybe it could be, maybe the Zeo Gold could be the final push um, in this particular wave to include because maybe he's also popping up in the Jason and Dino themed um, team up episode. Who certainly knows? Um, I would love to be able to see him use both abilities at some particular point in time. I know some people have even suggested, can we even see him using the Omega Ranger powers? And that I, that feels a little bit more far-fetched for me. Um, although I would like to see it, don't get me wrong. 
Um, but the inclusion of the zeal gold is interesting to me. Again, I don't know if that's just in, in memory of Austin St. John for coming back. Let's go ahead and put out all his figures finally. Or if it really has a lot to do with the fact that, hey, guys, he's actually popping up in the team up episode. Like you'll actually see Jason in zeal gold at some particular point in time. So I don't know. I'm excited, but I, I, I do think it's there for a particular reason and not just thrown in there. Like Time Force Red, uh, I'm sure is just thrown in there. Ranger Slayer, just thrown in there because like there, there are other figures and other characters we want to showcase. But Blue Ranger definitely is there because of the team up. And I'm kind of curious if Zeo Gold is there also because of the team up. But let me know what you guys think. If you had to guess, guys, let me know your thoughts in the live chat or comment section. If you had to guess, when it comes to Jason, in the team-up episode, do you think we're just getting Mighty Morphin Jason? Or do you think we'll see other versions of his character, including Zeo, maybe even Omega? Definitely let me know your thoughts in the comment section box below, guys. Uh, let me jump into this live chat. Just kind of jump back in here and see what some of you guys are saying. Sorry, you guys, I'm just trying to scroll through here to see uh, where I left you guys off at. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go over to some live questions. I'm going to go to some live questions real quick, and then I'll jump back into, um, uh, then I'll go ahead and jump back into the actual live chat with you guys. So let's see what you guys are saying over here. We've got 10 questions, although I'm sure some of them are double up. Let's see here. If you love bacon and sushi, he's got three questions. Um, since we know Austin St. John is coming back for Beast Morphers, that means Hasbro was able to lift the union contract from ASJ for the time being so he could return, which means he got to keep his credentials as a retired EMT firefighter. Um, uh, what does this tell you? about more veteran rangers returning in future series. I feel like the floodgates are open now. I feel like the floodgates are open now. I think if they're like, ASJ's coming back, anybody can come back. Uh, <laughs> so who knows? Look, it will be interesting. It will be interesting to me if with this team up, if, because look, I don't know if David Yost and Amy Jo Johnson are coming back. I'm crossing my fingers that they are. I would honestly love to see their appearance. I truly would. But I think if you're able to get Austin St. John back and some characters that some actors that we maybe didn't know were returning or some actors that they surprised us with that we haven't maybe seen in a while. I think if Hasbro was able to pull this off then yeah, I think the floodgates will be open. And I think a, a lot of people will be wanting to come back and reprise their role in some significant role or another. Um, I Love Bacon and Sushi also says, did you know that the 15th anniversary crossover in Operation Overdrive, it was the first time the current team gave up on being heroes after losing their powers and having legendary rangers return and take over? The Overdrive team giving up was the only bad part of the anniversary. Ah, I did not know that, but thank you very much for bringing that to my attention. And you say, which Super Sentai series do you think was better or worse than its Power Ranger counterpart and vice versa? Hmm. <clears throat> Gokaiju was better than Super Mega Charge. Uh, excuse me, Mega Force. Um, I will say Mega Force was better than Ghost Sager. 
Um, Shinkinger was better than Samurai. Goldbusters and Beast Morphers are pretty even for me right now, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, there actually there are a few. Um, <laughs> there are a few. Um, Ninja Steel. Oh, man. I wasn't the biggest fan of Nin Ninja. But I also wasn't the biggest fan of Ninja Steel either. God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to say Nin Ninja. Oh, my God. I never thought I would ever say that. Um, <laughs> to me, the humor was a lot funnier. Um, and I, I like the characters better, too. I do. I wasn't the I wasn't the biggest fan of that series, but I think the Ninja was better than Ninja Steel. Also, you have to remember a lot of my a lot of my history is like Go Kaiju to current, with the exception of a couple things, like Shinkinger. Shinkinger was definitely better. Um, but th th those are my answers for you uh, in regards to that. Johnny Marrero, what's up, Johnny? I don't think I saw him in the live chat. Maybe he popped in yet. I haven't gone through all the live chat yet. But Johnny Marrero uh, has a couple questions. Um, how do you like Vargoyle so far? I enjoy him. Uh, I enjoy him. I like his connection with Scrozzle. He seems formidable. Um, I love the fact that he's trying to take the Rangers out. It doesn't seem like he likes to play games or anything like that. Um, so for the most part, I like him. I I'm not the biggest fan of him coming out of nowhere and just throwing shade on Blaze and Roxy and sort of taking over. Um, so I'm hoping that Blaze and Roxy are actually the ones that wind up taking Vargoyle down at the end of the day. Um, but I do like him so far as a villain. You also say, with the 2020s coming, what do you hope to see for Power Rangers brand as well as the future seasons from Hasbro? Um, I, I want to continue to see, I when it comes to Hasbro, for the upcoming Power Rangers series. <clears throat> for this year, I want to see them continue to explore just original footage, honestly. Uh, I think they're doing a really stellar job cutting out as much Super Sentai footage as possible, with the exception of maybe some Zord battles um, and some monster battles. Um, but for the most part, I think Hasbro is doing a really stellar job in regards to creating his own sort of original content, uh, at least as much of it as it possibly can when it comes to Power Rangers. So that I want to see them certainly continue to do. Um, and I really want to continue to see Hasbro put Power Rangers um, into different types of medias that we haven't necessarily seen before. Right. Um, Hasbro's pushing really heavily with Boom Studios and their comic book stuff. They're doing a fantastic job there for sure. Um, really taking a lot of liberties to tell the stories that they definitely want to, which I think is really appealing. Um, I would like to maybe see in 2020 an announcement for an animated show at some particular point in time. Um, so I would like to see that as well. Um, and just really just seeing Hasbro help grow the brand, um, bringing more recognition to it, putting it into places that maybe Power Rangers wasn't before, maybe more social media kind of stuff. Um, I know Nickelodeon and Netflix actually just went ahead and signed a deal. Uh, I don't know if that'll influence Power Rangers in any shape or form because, I mean, look, Hasbro already has a, a deal with Netflix of their own, right? They uh, Hasbro has their own shows on Netflix currently um, and a ton of Power Ranger content to, to boot along with the first 
first eight episodes of Beast Morphers. Um, so yeah, maybe more social media stuff, um, animation. I want to see some big announcements from Hasbro uh, for 2020. Um, I, I mean, look, I want them to take their time, but I also want them to show us that they're progressing the franchise uh, in, in a positive manner. Uh, and I think they certainly will continue to do that. So that's what I'm hoping for for 2020. Uh, JB says what says not a ranger question just a general question but what does the future look like for us ranger content creators and our supporters with this whole made for kids shit <laughs> um, and then ranger question what villains do you think will be brought back in the dino team up I want to see the dark ranger um, I want to see heckle come back like if I if I could if, if I could have anybody that we didn't get the opportunity to see in dino charge um, that should have been seen on Dino Charge that we've only seen in the comic books, really. Um, and considering the fact that it is a Dino theme, please give me the Dark Ranger. Um, I, I want to see Heckle come back in some way, shape, or form uh, to be the villain, um, in uh, to be a, a villain type, uh, a villain type character. As far as the what does the future look like for us Ranger content creators? So yeah, so recently, ha uh, recently YouTube has unveiled this like a new legal requirement. That anytime you post anything, anything, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily just Power Rangers, just anything in general. You have to qualify your video like, yes, this is children content, or no, this is not available for like available children content. You have to pick either or. I don't really know how it's supposed to hurt us or help us at the end of the day. I really don't. I mean, listen, when I look at my analytics, okay. YouTube considers kids as under the age of 13, okay? Even though, yes, Power Rangers is a show towards children, make no mistake, we have plenty of people that are not kids that definitely watch Power Rangers. But to YouTube, it's 13 years or younger. When I look at my analytics, do you know how many 13-year-olds I have watching my show? From 13 to 17, 6% of my subscriber base. 6% of my subscriber base is 13 to 17. My moneymaker is the 18 to 34. And I think I even have like 22% of like 35 years to 44 years old. So 18 to 44 is like my moneymaker for me. And so, yes, while Power Rangers is towards kids i don't feel like this is a kid review that i do like i don't feel like this is a kid show i curse i'm myself i make probably outlandish remarks sometimes that maybe kids probably shouldn't be listening to um but i'm not like i don't drop f-bombs all the time right i'm not throwing porn on the screen for you guys to see right there's no breast on my on my youtube channel i feel like i try and at least keep myself pg-13 to a certain extent, with a couple f bombs every every now and then, right? Like people, like kids have seen a lot worse when they go to the movies with their parents. All right, than watching my channel. So for me, whenever I do my videos, I I just say no. This is not content for kids. It's not content for kids. So if YouTube all of a sudden starts making my show unavailable to thirteen year olds, I mean that's fine for me, because six percent of my viewership doesn't even go towards kids. So for me, I'm personally okay. I mean, if a kid wants to watch my stuff and they, they, I mean, hey, I don't, I don't know how the settings work for YouTube as of right now. Like, if I say no, it's not kid friendly. If a kid that's 15 years old 
or I should say 12 years old, can he not watch my videos if he wants to? Is not that not become accessible to him? So my thing is, look, I'm okay with a, somebody under 13 not being not having access to my show. I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, if they consider kids 13 and under, then hey, I'm assuming YouTube. If I say no, this is this does not have children content in it. I'm assuming YouTube will still allow a 13 or a 14 year old to still be able to access my channel regardless if they consider a child to be 13 and under. So I don't think it should affect us. I honestly, I honestly don't think that it should like, unless it's blocking our content from countries and overseas, like the past two weeks, this has been up. I've been clicking no the entire time. My stuff is still getting monetized. Um, I haven't seen really a drop in viewership or anything like that. I mean, I'm still, constantly trying to build my viewership viewership for a plus more phenomenal is a little bit difficult because it is like a two hour show so some people just don't have the attention span to sit down for that long and, and listen and you know watch along sort of thing so i am in the process of thinking about even though i'm still going to do this live for two hours for you guys after it wraps up making just maybe just breaking it down into smaller portions so people can watch it at, at the end of the day just smaller instead of watching the whole episode if they don't want to you know what i mean but I, I haven't seen this the kid thing really throw off my numbers. Um, I honestly haven't. May, maybe it affects people differently. Um, I certainly don't know. I'll have to check other people's subscriber base and their YouTube channels and see what their thoughts are, are on it. But for me, it hasn't really bothered me. It, it just hasn't bothered me. Because, if, if again, if YouTube considers 13-year-olds uh, under 13 kids... Then yeah, my content is just not for kids. Uh, I curse, uh, you know. I tell people how it is. I'm I'm myself, and uh, I don't really censor a lot of stuff uh, around here. Like I don't curse a lot, but still, some people might not like it. But thank you very much for the question, JB. I appreciate it. Uh, Brandon says, how is Poisandra coming back to Beast Morphers? I saw that she was long gone in the previous season. Um, didn't she pop up in the beginning of this? No, she didn't pop up in the beginning of this season, right? Um, who knows? They mentioned Sledge before. Um, I don't even know if Poisandra's coming back. I haven't, I haven't read anything or seen anything, so I don't even know if that's true or not. Um, I mean, if she does come back, it wouldn't be a surprise to me, uh, simply because of the fact that I think Power Rangers has really established the concept of different dimensions and different worlds and things like that. Uh, it, it really would just take the idea of can they come through some portal and get here? You know what I mean? So it, it wouldn't feel out of place for me if she did pop up. <clears throat> okay, so this is from Mr. Porter. He says, what I'm about to say is important. If there's even a chance of Hyperforce Season 2 as the new... Uh, it says, um, a new wrestler D&D &D game that Hyperforce Black's actress is doing with Hyper RPG, which is called... Dream and Defiance Wrestling. Uh, it's a collaboration with Wizards uh, of the Coast, a company which is owned by Hasbro and ranking wise for Hasbro is below Transformers, but above licensed products like Star Wars and Marvel, which in turn are above Power Rangers. Um, I'm going to need some. I, I will say this, Mr. Porter. I'm going to need some. I'm going to need some like uh, commas, some periods. Um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is a gigantic run on sentence, man. Um, 
And if Dream and Defiance Wrestling is a success, it increases the likelihood uh, Hasbro will want to work with them more and they will have an easier time negotiating anything lower than Wizard that Hasbro owns like Power Rangers. Um, even if it is a success, it doesn't confirm anything, just makes it more likely, however, um, makes it more likely, however, if it fails, well, Hasbro has canceled, not renewed more popular shows for less, but also wouldn't make it impossible. I just think for me, it would be one final nail in the coffin. If people are like me and love uh, and live in non-American time zones, so they can't watch it live, they upload them on YouTube about a week later. Uh, so even a like would help make Hasbro thinks I it, uh, think it's a success. So yeah, um, I guess pretty much it's still up in the air whether or not we're getting um, Hyperforce season two. Uh, we'll see if it's uh, if it comes to fruition, man. We'll definitely see. Tony Robinson says, if Lupin versus Pat were to get adapted, would you like it to be an SPD sequel or um, or what would you name both teams? Um, yeah, I, 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 that would be cool to have it as a sequel. Um, I'm also okay with it also being original. I mean, like, I don't necessarily need it to be, I guess I wouldn't consider it as like, like Beast Morphers, right? Beast Morphers is going to have a connection to a, like a dino team up, but I don't necessarily, I'm not going to call like Beast Morphers like a, a sequel to it. You know what I mean? Um, so I do think that Lupin, Lupin Ranger versus Pat can certainly still be its own thing. But maybe have influences from SPD, like maybe have some characters kind of jump back in um, every now and then. So I would be perfectly okay with that. I wonder if it would be like a, I wonder if they would go back to the idea of like a squadron gone rogue. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Um, if they would, like if they were in fact to become the thieves, like if they had an SPD team, like if it is, uh, you know, uh, the A team or whatever. Or maybe it's a B team, uh, and three of them go off to uh, become thieves because some because something's happened, and they have their squad now having to like I would that would be a cool concept, uh, a, an A team or a B team like have um have them as like a squad, and then like as a six man squad, and then have three of them wind up separating themselves because something tragic happened, or they have to try and figure something out, and then having having their teammates try and bring them back, if that makes sense. So I would I would love something like that, Tony. How do you think Beast Morphers will end happily? <laughs> um, I, I'm 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 I would assume that Roxy and Blaze would certainly wake up. Um, maybe somebody starts the beginning of like a Corinth city, just in case. I think that would be kind of cool if people started like, let's just start creating this, do this dome city just to be on the safe side, guys, right? Like if we do have any RPM, uh, influences here for season two of Beast Morphers, uh, then that would be pretty cool. Uh, would you like to see the, uh, the current villains faction try to reconstruct the lines of evil? I really would. Um, I really would. I think that would be cool. I never thought about that before, but I do think that would be a really fantastic concept. I mean, could you imagine some of like the bigger villains uh, from the past few seasons of maybe Neo Saban and them kind of working together and becoming an alliance of evil? I, I would be on board with that. I honestly would. <clears throat> um, if Hasbro were to bring back Beetleborgs and VR Troopers, would you want a reboot or a continuation of the original characters mentoring new characters to become heroes? 
I don't want a continuation of the characters. I would want a reboot. Um, but I want a reboot with influences from the original. So think of like Dino Thunder, right? How Dino Thunder um, was like his own original team. But there was a history there, right? You had Tommy that came back. It, granted, he was a mentor. But, you know, you get access to a ton of knowledge and a ton of footage from those that certainly kind of came before you. I, I, while I don't necessarily need a mentor, even though a mentor would be great, even though I necessarily need a mentor for something like a VR Troopers, it would be cool to see a reboot with a brand new team, but still have the lore and the history from the past VR Trooper stuff still there, if that makes sense. So that's what I would like. Austin the Terminator. Uh, let's see here. For season two of Beast Morphers, um, during the dino team up, it would be cool if Devin is training in Riptide gym by himself after having an issue with someone on the team and Austin St. John as Jason is watching him from a distance and he speaks, uh, with Jason when he is blowing off steam and we learn Jason has already met up with the others in grid battle force off screen. Only Devin hasn't, um, met him yet, uh, until, uh, the, oh, until the scene in the trailer uh, talks to him about when he tried to save Tommy's Green Ranger powers, but failed. That, that is one moment that I would like to see. I don't know exactly how it would certainly come together. But I, I, I want a leader to leader conversation. I, I would. I don't want something in passing like, hey, you're doing a good job. No, I, 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 I want a heart to heart. Because we haven't seen Austin in a while. And for somebody that was an OG leader of the Power Rangers, I'm pretty sure he's got a ton of, of helpful advice and, and mentorship that he would love to do when it comes to somebody like Devin. So I do like the idea of bumping into him into the Riptide gym, right? Um, maybe seeing him practicing some martial arts or something, trying to blow off some steam, trying to meditate. And Jason comes up and he's like, hey, man, I, I really I really like your moves. I'm really impressed with you. Um, maybe Maybe that way. Who knows? But I want that scene. I do want that scene of them together. Uh, Austin also says, In Power Rangers Ninja Steel, was Redbot an element taken from GoBusters um, so that kids would know where Brody Zord is from? Uh, funny that in GoBusters, Jax has a female voice um, than in Beast Morphers. I guess I never realized, I guess I never noticed Jax has a female voice. I, like It is kind of squealy, but I always still looked at him as a as a guy i still looked at Jax as a guy um as far as Redbot, uh, Redbot was an original was an original creation i believe um i don't remember Redbot from nin ninja at all um so a part of me thinks that maybe he was actually uh an original character uh lastly if we do get morph sequences i think jason's morph will be similar to Adam's Morph from the 15th anniversary, uh, might as well uh, copy it or use the one from Go Busters Dino theme uh, with Jason's uh, head on it. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. Uh, I, you know, reusing the Go Busters uh, Dino team-up uh, footage would be rather interesting. But I'm hoping they give him a more... I'm hoping they give Jason a more traditional one. Just make it epic. Just make it epic. Okay, Matthew. What's up, Matthew? He says, so, Adam, we've all talked a lot about how Blaze and Roxy will end in season one and go into season two, but very little about Scrozzle. So how do you think he will go into season two? 
um, if he will even survive the season one finale. I don't think he's surviving. I don't think he's making it out of it. Um, I mean, hey, if they want to prove me wrong and, and he pops back up in season two, that's fine. But I just don't see him making it out of season one. I've said that for some reason, like I've gotten this inkling of the feeling since like the like the second or third episode of the season. But Watchy, Watchy actually survives. He's just a weasel. Like when I think of Scrozzle, he's just a weasel. And I just don't, I just can't stand characters like that. Like they have their purpose. Don't get me wrong. They have their purpose in the show. And Campbell Cooley's doing a fantastic job uh, of voicing the character. He truly is. But I'm just not a, uh, I just, I, like I just feel Roxy and Blaze, if they, when they wanted to, he could be out of there. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, I feel like they would just have had enough at that point. You know what I mean? Doomsday says, what's your top 10 or f top 5 favorite Super Sentai Red Rangers? Um, I'll give you 5 because I don't know if I've watched 10 Super Sentai series full. Um, so, look, you know you know, Captain Marvelous is my number 1. You know he is. Um, I'm also a fan of Hiromu from Go Busters. I think he was pretty fantastic. Uh, Wright from Tokyuger, uh was another one. So, that's 3. Um, Yamato certainly was growing on me in, um, Zoo Osher before I, uh, dropped off. So, um, uh, Yamato was definitely growing on me. So he would be up there. Um, and then, uh, who was the other one that I picked out from Die Ranger going back old school Super Sentai here in Die Ranger, um, uh, Rio, Rio, uh, he was the Red Ranger. Uh, of their uh, of that particular season also, um, so I really I really enjoyed that. And then Die Ranger that was a really cool season finale for me because I think we saw if I don't if I recall the Power Rangers losing their powers, losing their abilities, um, and they literally had to like almost fight the villain with like no powers, and they were getting their ass just handed to them. Um, but you get somebody like a Rio who just kind of steps up um, and. He he just draws so much emotion and so much strength um, as a character, especially from all the stuff that he had been through throughout that particular season. Um, it was it was amazing and rather epic to kind of see what Rio was uh, more than capable of, even without his abilities. So yeah, so Captain Marvelous, uh, Hiromu, um, Yamato, Wright, and Rio uh, would be my top favorite Super Sentai Red Rangers. As of right now, that, that list could certainly change. Um, Jessica Friedman says, would you like to see Power Rangers anime series? And would you like to see a team of Rangers like the Lightspeed Rangers again? Uh, and would you like to ha have seen the Rangers team up with the VR Troopers or the Big Bad Beetleborgs? Um, or the Tattooed... I would, ha I feel, have they not teamed up with them before? I'm trying to remember old school Power Rangers if they ever had a team up with Beetleborgs and VR Troopers. I feel like they might have at some particular point in time. Hasbro, can you bring one of those back? Can you can I please have my VR Troopers back? God, I need to start a petition. Petitions are worthless, but I would love to start a petition just to just to let Hasbro know, like, hey, I want a VR Trooper show. Um, I would like to see a Power Rangers anime. Um, I really would. I don't necessarily know if it's got to be anime style, but I just know I want an animation of it. You know, I don't know if I... Uh, knowing them, they'll probably do Mighty Morphin Power Rangers animated series. I don't necessarily know if I want that. Maybe give me a different iterations of the Power Ranger team or something. I don't know, but I 
uh, an animation for me would be great. Um, uh, for me, it would just really come down to style. Hey, I'm I would I would be more than happy to take an anime style Power Rangers. I just don't know how well that would how well that would come across or look for some people. But I would be completely okay with it. I, I just want something Power Ranger animated related. Uh, that's really what I would like to see. Um, but other than that, guys, I believe that is all the questions that we certainly have today, uh, at least on our community tab. So any, anybody that did submit a question in on the community tab, thank you very much for certainly doing so. Uh, and uh, we've got a few minutes left here. So let me just jump back into this live chat uh, and talk with you guys here so we can skim through these uh, real quick and see what you guys are saying. Where did you guys go? Uh, Sheena, what's up, Sheena? Uh, Sheena says, are we getting a, a Ninja Steel and Beast Morphers team-up episode? Not that I'm aware of. Um, I think because of the fact that we have already have an RPM sort of crossover event, uh, a dino theme, I think they're probably using that the dino theme as the team-up episode. Um, they haven't announced the team-up episode with Ninja Steel, um, but who knows? Maybe when by the time season two is uh, released, maybe uh, Hasbro winds up making an announcement. But I haven't seen anything yet. Uh, not ultras in the house. Thank you very much for popping in. Also, uh, not ultra says for the beast morphers talk. I thought it was okay, not the best, uh, but not terrible. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. Um, yeah, definitely not. Uh, definitely in agreement with you there. Uh, you also say Vargoyle continues to shine, and I like the villain conflict too. Yeah, well, the villain conflict is really what's got me rather interested. Uh, the fact that we have like Vargoyle and Scrozzle sort of on one side, um, and now Blaze and Roxy, who were really button heads this season, now realizing that they have to kind of work together now in order to overcome this new guy in Vargoyle. Um, don't be surprised if, if they put a wrench uh, in his plans. Uh, Tony Robinson says, Adam, I've saw a lot of people who thought Power Rangers was still with Disney. I mean, hey, I, you know, not, not everybody uh, keeps up with it, you know, uh, unfortunately. So um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure some people out there probably still think so. Maybe they probably fell off after Disney and haven't necessarily watched it. Uh, it it's been a minute for sure. Um, Austin says, why is Bat and the Sun making characters from other franchises Power Rangers? Kind of bizarre to me, but it's pretty cool. I love Street Fighter. Yeah, it is a little bit bizarre to me, too. Like, who's who, who said you can give these people powers, man? Uh, like, we just, we just handing out morphers like it's candy, like it's Halloween, guys. Um, but yeah, it is pretty cool, though. I can't lie. It is pretty cool. I, I love seeing them in their brand new forms, honestly. 
Uh, Zachary says, I heard about Chun-Li Power Ranger mode. I asked what her form kind of looks like. Um, Blue Dolphin from Liveman. It does. <laughs> it does. That's a really great comparison, honestly. If you love bacon and sushi, says, we know that Devin, Ravi, and Zoe have superpowers when not morph, can use their abilities when morph as well. Does that mean that they're super beast morphers for steel? He's super steel? Yeah. Yes, technically, I guess you're right. <laughs> but it's not super. They're But they're not super beast morphers. They just have superpowers, but no, no superpower. But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Uh, Ultraman 509 says, I bet the next Power Rangers season uh, in 2020 will be announced in February. Oh, um, Ultraman says, I bet the next Power Rangers season in 2021 will be announced in February 2020. Don't you agree? When was the last time that they announced? Um, when was the last time that th when did they announce Beast Morphers? Because um, I feel like it usually comes maybe shortly after season two has premiered um because i want to say like season two because i feel like season two begins and then we've always gotten into this situation of we get more hyped for what's coming the following season even though we've only just made it into a couple of episodes of this second season of this show so i would say if i had to guess um i would probably say like march um, I would say like March, maybe April. April may be a little bit too long, but like if they come back with a new se uh, season two drops in February, I would say it would still be at the very beginning of season two, like before the hiatus. So yeah, I would say like like March, April-ish is probably when we'll hear things. And then we'll probably get the reveal of, um, probably get the reveal of them at Power Morphicon. Tony Robinson says, I hope Hasbro and Boom Studios can work together to adapt comic storyline uh, for the movies. Um, that would be great. Um, look, I, I would always, I would be okay um, if Hasbro wanted to bring in at least some of the writers uh, from the comic books to maybe help with the writing um, for, the, for the movie. Like, bring in a legit director if you can. Bring in a legit writer for movies would also include maybe some influences from like maybe some of the Boom Studio Comics writers as well. Uh, I'm a big believer in collaboration. Um, you know, I think it's important to be able to talk and bounce ideas off of people that know these characters. So if you're bringing in a Power Ranger writer um, that maybe isn't that in tuned with some of it, um, maybe you can bring uh, some of the Boom Studios in there uh, to kind of help make sure the storyline is uh is accurate and, and going the direction it certainly needs to so maybe a collaboration of both i would take uh mr porter says all i all i um all i'll say with what i saw 
Osho on Twitter, it seems like they did it due to how much fans were messaging them about the leaks, calling them cowards and other stuff I don't want to repeat. Um, I'm for not confirming it. Um, I'm wondering what that's in response to. Is that in regards to my comment about Power Rangers now leaking something for me? I can't remember. Uh, let me know what, what that was in regards to, Mr. Porter. I'm sorry. I, so many comments. <laughs> I forgot. Um, Adam, Tony Robbins says, Adam, would you like to see a Bulk and Skull reunion? Yes, <laughs> I honestly would. I honestly would. Uh, Mr. Porter says, I don't see David Yost coming back. Um, as Austin said, the one reason he came back is because there were people there that were on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and with the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, if I had to guess, I, I, if if I had to pick, I would think maybe Amy would come back. I think she would be open to it. I know she was like off the radar for a little bit, but I think she's becoming a lot more accepting. And I, I think I think Amy would probably come back, but I don't know if I don't know if it'll happen. <laughs> Not Ultra says I agree. Ninja was better than Ninja Steel, and I don't think that was possible. Yeah, I didn't think <laughs> I didn't think that was possible either because I was not a fan of Ninja whatsoever. But looking back on Ninja Steel, I'm like, yeesh. Like, okay, Ninja was not that bad. Ultraman, I've got to go, Adam. May the power protect you and real so cool. Have a good one, Ultraman. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your weekend. Uh, JB says, what says you won't be able to do live, no community tab, and no monetization is the downfall, Adam. I mean, have they implemented that yet? Because I mean, I'm clicking no. And, and when I filled out the information here, I clicked no, and I'm still doing it live. And I have it monetized. And the community tab is up. So I don't know. I, like, I don't know if it just hasn't taken full effect yet or not. But I, I'm doing this live. After clicking the no, it's not for kids. Um, I it I still had the community tab up and no, and I'm monetizing this as I'm going along. So I don't know. I, I again I don't know if the, maybe they haven't fully rolled it out yet. Maybe this is just baby steps to what they'll eventually do. But I'm I'm just letting you know I haven't seen anything different, uh, significantly different from that. Uh, S. Karoma says, shake my head. Ninja and Ninja Steel season. I think it's hard. Uh, I still like to Ninja Storm. Yeah. Um, if I had to, yeah. Any, if I had to pick out of the Ninja seasons, Ninja Storm for sure. Good call, S. Karoma. 
And it looks like you guys are having a little bit of a talk and debate in regards to David Yost returning. Uh, Mr. Porter said uh, he said he would only come back if he was allowed to direct an episode. But I don't see Hasbro doing that for their very first uh, big crossover. Um, I would love to see David Yost um, um, direct an episode. I can see Hasbro giving him the opportunity to do so. Um, I don't know if I don't think he would come back to direct. Just hope and see. I just have the feeling Billy will come back in some capacity. Why bother showing MMPR pink and blue, especially since they used the original footage um, from the Sentai footage? Uh, the Sentai footage, the Rangers are standing in different positions. That is like that is interesting. I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen. I, I really don't. But I think when I saw the trailer and the footage, I thought, wow, that's original footage. Does that possibly mean that they're bringing back Amy and Billy? Or I should say Amy and David? Look, I, I know David has sworn up and down that he'll never do it. But with Saban no longer there, times are in fact changing. Um, I don't think he would have an issue with working with somebody like uh, a Hasbro. Um, now that things have certainly significantly changed. Again, I don't know. I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard anything to imply that they are returning besides the fact that they just had the original footage and it just fascinated me from the trailer. But that's really all I'm thinking I'm going off of. Uh, JB says, what says, do you guys think we'll get a Zordon mention? I would love a Zordon mention. Um, it would certainly, it would certainly fit into it. Um, like I would love if, if, if uh, Jason mentioned Zordon, um, I could definitely see that potentially happening for sure. Uh, Johnny Marrero popped up. He says, Hey, what's up, Adam? Good to see you, Johnny. Um, answered your question earlier, by the way. So thank you very much for popping in. I appreciate it. Um, if you love bacon and sushi, says, which Red Ranger do you prefer from the Neo Saban era? Um, give me Brennan, um, who was uh, the Red Ranger in uh, Dino Charge. Um, I really love Brennan. I think he was fantastic uh, as the Red Ranger. So give me him. Yusai says, top five Super Sentai Reds of all time. Marvelous, 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 and marvelous. <laughs> I thought he was, special shout out to Marvelous. No, uh, he said special shout out to uh, to Corey uh, from Shinkinger. Yeah, that was a good one also. Uh, Turbo Sue says, they've never had an official team up going back to Beetleborgs and Power Rangers, um, but there was a Beetleborg versus Power Ranger Turbo comic. Interesting. I don't even remember that. I'll have to go ahead and do that. Awesome. <laughs> 
Austin the Terminator says, uh, hearing Adam say, I love bacon and sushi, clap your hands is funny. I mean, I love bacon and sushi. I mean, I can't even lie. Like, so it's, uh, you know, I can't, uh, I can't, uh, I can't forget all about bacon and sushi, man. If I, look, if I had money to eat sushi every day, I probably would. Uh, if you love bacon and sushi, also says, according to Steve Cardenas and Catherine Sutherland, the 25th anniversary was supposed to be an hour, but Saban cut a lot of stuff out, including morphing sequences. Yeah, even after the 25th anniversary uh, episode dropped, you can tell that they actually went ahead and revealed um, other like extended cuts uh, of certain scenes also. So I can believe it. I can believe it. Uh, Saban was tight with his money, man. He's probably like, we're spending too much money. That's my Saban voice. I don't know what it sounds like, actually. <laughs> um, Austin says, what would you think if Hasbro managed to ask veteran Sentai actors to be in Power Rangers? I would love that. I think that would be a really great nod and homage to any, everything that came before Power Rangers when it comes to Super Sentai. Look, Super Sentai has included Power Rangers from our current one into theirs. If I'm not mistaken, for Ninja Steel, they picked up Yoshi Sadarso, uh, who played uh, Koda from um, um, Dino Charge, to be in an episode. Now, granted, he was just there as like a quick sort of cameo, but he he had the opportunity to interact with uh, a, the blue ninja character in that series, which was funny because in the actual television show, um, the blue ninja steel was actually his brother, Peter, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, Tau Company has at least used Power Ranger characters or actors, I should say, before. So it would be cool to kind of see um, Hasbro do the complete opposite. I, I think that would be pretty cool, honestly. Uh, Mike Knight Hero 27. What's up, Mike? He says, something tells me that gets Zuo's your suit for Beast Morpher Season 2. Uh, we never saw leaked filming besides the Dino team-up. Oh, so, okay. So, Mike is, I'm assuming, Mike, you would be under the impression that we'll be getting an, uh, a power upgrade um, in Season 2. Um, I mean, I haven't seen anything. Um, I mean, I get what you're saying. Um, because of the fact that we haven't really seen any footage from season two, um, besides the leaked footage from the Dino team up, maybe it's possible. Uh, I will say this: the only thing that I have seen from season two so far from Beast Morphers, I thought that they released like a new poster or something like that, or a new image to celebrate season two of Beast Morphers, and they still had the same costumes on. So I I'm hoping that they make Zuoja its own season at this point in time, but that's just me.
Uh, Mr. Porter says Legacy Wars is doing a vote to see which Rangers and Megazords they want to add. And the Megazord section has a small spoiler for Beast Morphers. Uh oh, I'm gonna make sure I stay away from that. I was about to say, let me go and vote. Um, but no, 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 not anymore. Uh, Mike Knight Hero says, Hey, Adam, do you think we'll get an original footage? Uh, Zords of Sentai footage for the Dino team up. Do I think we'll get original footage for the Zords? Huh. I I'll stick with Sentai footage. I I'll stick with we'll still get Sentai footage. I, I feel like that's probably the last component that Hasbro uh, will probably want to try to achieve is original footage for Zords. I mean, that's like that's then you're really going to have to get like that costume cre create those sets get somebody to dress up. I feel like that's just a lot of extra work um, that I don't know if they're ready for just yet. So I'm gonna go and say Sentai footage, Mike, if I had to choose. Uh, Tony Robinson says, I'd rather see Zoosier as another season instead of a power up. Yeah, me too. At this point, I really would like to see, uh, I would really like to see it as his own individual season. Um, Austin the Terminator. Uh, when Blaze and Roxy wake up and they become Power Rangers, what color you want them to be? Or if they stay as their current suits, but for good guys? Um, is there possible that we get two yellows, two reds? Um Maybe they go back to just cadets, uh, or maybe they go back to like their cadet uniforms only. Um, I don't know. Uh, that's going to be interesting. A part of me, I don't know. Maybe they do wake. Uh, that's a good question, man. That that's a good question. What do you do with the access Power Rangers that you have? Oh, what a problem to have, right? Oh, we've got too many Power Rangers. I don't know what to do with all of them. Uh, if Justin came back, what uh, Sentai adaption would he fit in? I I hope he doesn't. <laughs> Tony Robinson says that, Adam, if Omega Rangers were to get adapted, how would you feel if Ranger Slayer is their main villain? I mean, I would be okay with it. I mean, I would just, it would just have to, I mean, the story would have to just fit into it. Because as of right now, the Omega Rangers don't really have a connection to the Ranger Slayer. Um and the Ranger Slayer at this point in time is actually a good person, if I recall. Um, but I guess with everything with Shatter, well, with everything that I remember from Beyond the Grid, she actually wind up turning herself into a pretty formidable hero. Um, so um, I don't know if Ranger Slayer would eventually go on to become the main villain for somebody like the Omega Rangers. It would just have to, as long as it makes sense storyline wise, then I'm okay. But if not, don't just plug them in there to plug them in there. Uh, Mr. Porter says, so far, as much as people like to complain about Disney trying to kill PR, but I think it also the era with the most risk with Ace Squad and the Spirit Rangers and the return of Tommy Ford and RPM. Um, I would agree with you. I honestly, I that's hard for me to imagine that people complain about Disney trying to kill Power Rangers. I mean, granted, Operation Overdrive wasn't my favorite. Granted... Mystic Force, as much as I love dragons and things like that, wasn't super appealing to me. 
I feel like they had some really great moments uh, from from Disney era stuff that people um, definitely re- will definitely remember over time. I mean, goodness, some people consider uh, RPM one of their favorite seasons. You know, um, Tommy coming back to Dino Thunder was probably one of the better things to happen to Power Rangers for some people. You know what I mean? Continuing the Tommy stuff. So, yeah, I, I can't agree with that when people say that they complain about Disney trying to kill Power Rangers. Nah, I, I can't agree with that. Uh, too many great, uh, too many great stuff. Um, if you love bacon and sushi, clap your hands. Says which form of Tommy would uh, you like the best? I, I've always been a sucker for uh, Zio Red. Um, that's just me. I've always been a sucker for Zio Red. Uh, you know, green is the cliche one to say. White Ranger at the time was amazing. I absolutely loved it. But growing on me over time, it's been the it's been Zio Red. Uh, Austin the Terminator says, I'm hoping uh, Ben and Betty become Green Rangers, even if it is just for a couple episodes. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I would, I, it's growing on me more and more. I think when the theory came out in the beginning of the season, uh, I was just like, no, that doesn't make any sense. But they had been uh, significant parts of the season. Um, I, I don't necessarily know if I want them to become a ri- like official teams. Uh, official teammates, you know what I mean? Maybe like an episode or two, I would be perfectly okay with that. Uh, and then uh, Tony Robinson, I guess talking about Tommy. Um, you said Tommy has, uh, as the Black Ranger, is my favorite now. I, I can definitely see it. That's a fantastic one also. Uh, Mr. Porter says, uh, so would you want Dino Thunder white and Mighty Morphin green or Dino Thunder black suits in the crossover? Um, I don't want any of those. Um, Maybe Dino Thunder white. Dino Thunder white, if anything. Just because MM, MM, MMP green and Dino Thunder black would be uh, would be Jason. Oh, excuse me, would be Tommy. And I don't want Tommy in this crossover. Um, so give me Dino Thunder white. And Miss Hassan wind up making in here uh, last minute as well. So thank you very much, Miss Hassan, for certainly popping in as always. Um, but guys, that's actually going to go ahead and wrap it up for us today at A Plus More Phenomenal. We went over a little bit longer than we certainly wanted to. Again, we did talk about that it was going to be a stacked episode this week, guys. Um, so I appreciate each and every one of you guys always popping in uh, and coming through for us each and every Saturday. Guys, look, if you if you're watching us live. Or even if you're watching it after the streams, if you love the content that we're providing for you guys on a weekly basis here at A Plus More Phenomenal, do us a favor, guys. Hit that like button. Give us a thumbs up. Let us know that we're doing a good job and help us spread the word here to help grow our Power Rangers and Super Sentai community at A Plus More Phenomenal here on our YouTube page, A Plus Opinion. So other than that, guys. Thank you very much, each and every one of you, for uh, stopping by. If you have any other questions, feel free to go ahead and save those for next week. We'll definitely get back to those for you guys. Um, But enjoy your weekend. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And as always, may the power protect you. Real so cool. I'll talk to you later.